Illuminati confirmed. You have been confirmed. Boom. That's that Illuminati music industry. Illuminati confirmed. How about this? Wanna join Illuminati? Call us. No, today. dude. I, I trust the media. I know a guy who knows a guy who's in Russia. Are you being for real right now? I am being 110. Illuminati confirmed. We have like a, a feline uh, type thing, an insect type thing, the, the mantids, right? So the story behind the reptilians is, is that they're actually from another dimension, right? But they were so bad that they got pushed out of that dimension into our, our realm. And it just so happened to be in this area where all these other guys come from. Now they're a very war-like species. So they went down there and they kind of fucked shit up. So as everybody left, they scattered. These species kind of made their way to earth. So we do have an insect, we have a lizard, we have a cat, we have a human. Maybe they decided, hey, we should make some cool shit, which is genetic modification, which is the marsupial, which is that missing link, which comes from Earth. And maybe the next, like, highly developed, uh, you know, species that comes from this planet that is going to be spacefaring isn't even human. Maybe millions of years from now, it's going to be the marsupial. And that'll just add to the gene pool of weird shit that's out in the universe. Now you have humans. Now you have marsupials, now you have insects, now you have reptiles, you know? Now you have energy beings, oh. endless. You know, when you go down that, that rabbit hole. ever try to make a homunculus so they ask him like yo have you ever tried to summon a homunculus bro homeboy was fucking bobbing and weaving and i was in the child I was like that's an illuminati confirmed tactic we call yeah. it the matador because yeah. these motherfuckers bobbing and weaving at these questions motherfucking matrix bro <laughs> never answered it bro i was like well you know i've tried uh you know i did a a, a thought form before and uh you know, and, uh, da, 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 and I was like, fucking Neo in the Matrix, bro. Yo, son, have you ever jizzed on Play-Doh? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the tactic? It's like you got to, like, get a bunch of mud and then, like, make a big thing and then, like, try to animate it somehow, right? Like, that's that's what that shit is, right? No, the, it depends on which grimoire you, you read. I mean... Uh, there's grimoires that say you can use like a uh, a cow vagina or a goat vagina, and you wait, put so your wait, wait, wait. You just fuck a a cow or a goat? 
Well, dep- again, depending on which grimoire you read. So it's it, some say to do that. And you leave it in like this room with like 15 windows on the south side of the house. And then, right. you know, it's there for 43 days. And then after that, some bees come out. You take those bees, you you grind them up, you put them in this bucket with some dog dicks. And then you fucking do all this other crazy shit. And then eventually you let it sit for like another 40 days, 50 days. Yeah. And then that'll turn into the homunculus, which you shape and form into the shape of a man. And then that'll turn into a thing where you put in a jar and you feed it blood. So it depends on which grimoire you read. That's going to tell you which instructions you need to follow. How accurate was that description right there? Pretty accurate, according to the uh, uh, Labor Vacay, which is the Book of the Cows, which is a pseudo platonic text from the 11th to 12th century. And it talks about you need to find 50, I believe it was 50 dog dicks, the biggest ones you can find. Big dog dicks? The biggest dog dicks you can find. I did an episode on it with Paranoid American. And, and so it's probably like, uh, yeah, those dogs that are like horses, the big ones, do they have the biggest dicks on? Oh, I mean, I don't know how you would go about finding the biggest dog dicks that you can find, but. Measure it. <laughs> you, gotta, you can bring out your ruler into the streets. <laughs> it just, it says explicitly dog dicks. For what, what reason? I don't know. But oh, that's terrifying. I'm That's just finding fun. the, I'm just, you know, I'm just a messenger, bro. Don't shoot the messenger type. Totally. Totally. Listen. <laughs> hey, you are you listening to, about today, to Illuminati Confirmed. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Mystic Mark, here with Pope Christopher, back from his Mexican siesta. <laughs> Dude, it's the best. It's the best. And the rabbit hole master himself this guy can't keep his hands off of a rabbit hole he's all up in that i'd love it in your rabbit hole guys one from the one-on-one podcast 33rd degree damn dude you got it initiated yeah Mm, is that your mentor behind you it is, yeah. This is a guy I look up to. He's one of my idols, especially in this in this community. And he is a sensei. He is a black belt. He's like a, a 55th degree black belt or some shit, like, or 69th degree black belt. He does. Uh, he does. He he knows how to levitate or something like that. So this is a guy I really look up to. I think I'm going to keep this up. You know, on par with Nicolas Cage. So. I heard that guy keeps at minimum 50 dog dicks at his house at all times. <laughs> Trying to summon them homunculi, bro. <laughs> hey, space, space, how do you feel about that? The guy sounds like a real asshole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who are these guys we're talking to today? So today, and they'll be on the show soon. Um, and we'll be trying out a new format here, folks. So if you like what you hear in this intro, go over to our Patreon. We each have our own respective Patreon where you can find the bonus shows for Illuminati Confirmed. We're just us three get together, talk shit, talk shop, bust each other's balls and, and talk about whatever's going on in the conspiracy world. And not just that, you can learn some shit too, but we're no experts. So that's why... I've enlisted our guests today. They are Ben and Joe from the UFO Garage podcast. And they'll be joining us in just a moment. 
Juan, I know you had a chance to research a little bit. Chris, did you get a chance to hear these dudes podcast? Oh yeah, I did a deep dive. What'd you think? It's real interesting stuff. <laughs> no, I have I have literally no idea, bro. <laughs> I have literally no idea there. <laughs> Again, as per usual, like, you know, dimmed. We'll see. It's gonna be exciting. I, dude, this is one of my favorite topics. I love people that talk about UFO shit, dude. Come on. Well, sorry. they don't just talk about UFO shit, brother. They talk to the legit UFO experiencers. Let's go to their Instagram. They got some hot clips. I want to play some of their Wait, hot clips. Influencer? Like uh, they talk to people that uh, have uh, experienced experiences. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they talk to all the biggest abductees, UFO influencers. Okay. You refer to them as abductees. All right. They're no, people I call direct, them. Like they're not, are they talking to like, I didn't know if you meant like uh, Jeremy, Cor you know, Corbell or Bob Lazar, like these kind of like characters or whatever. Um, cause dude, honestly, today I was like scrolling on some shit and <clears throat> I saw, um, project Camelot. Do you guys remember that one from back in the day? Yes. Dude, they were all about like UFO shit. I used to watch that all the time, dude. And they were all about people getting abducted and all oh, the Dracos eat the, eat the grays. They keep them in underground bases to do our, you know, it's just like this whole. Well, like for the first thing to stumble on was like alien shit for me or one of the first thing, I guess, in this like occult rabbit hole. Right. So it's like I like love hearing that stuff because it's like either it's so spectacularly, like incredibly imaginatively like fake. And these people are completely out of their tits crazy or like, fuck, man, like they know some shit, you know, because mm. You start talking about these like galactic federations and all this shit, dude, and it goes deep, dude. It's sick, right? It's like really yeah, it. <laughs> mm. yeah. Is Definitely. it in your rabbit hole though, Chris? Is that it'll, the question? Hey, it'll be up your rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the whole thing with the UFO phenomena, I really it's been one of my favorite things since I was a kid. I mean, when Right, though, I for, my first conspiracy, right? But it wasn't Bigfoot, it was probably the Bermuda Triangle. Ooh. When I was at, but I remember in, in the second or third grade, I was looking up and reading about it was like flight 20, whatever it was, where he, you know, he disappeared. It was a, a squadron of them, you know, oh, yeah, and through the military, yeah, it was Navy. So they're they're going through there, da, 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 or Air Force or some shit, and they disappear. And bro, me being a kid, I'm like, man, what is happening out there, bro? Like, what's going on? Is it the aliens? You know what I mean? Is it all this stuff? Then learning about Bigfoot. And so I've always been fascinated by it. Have I ever seen a UFO? I don't think so. How, do I dress up as an alien sometimes? Absolutely. Who doesn't? You know what I mean? I'll put on my little fucking alien gear and I'll dress up as an alien and I'll pretend to be, a, you know, from Venus or some shit. I think. But these guys, Mark, to be fair, they don't have any uh, personal experience with this shit. We don't know yet. I haven't I haven't listened to every episode. Who knows? Maybe that's what they seems to me like they're more just enthusiasts they're and, and researchers. Uh very well versed. Like I said, they've talked to some pretty legendary UFOlogists. And they uh I think they just got back from like a UFO conference too, so we could ask them about that. Hey, do you guys ever think about like <clears throat> how how annoying it would be to be like super into like one specific variety of conspiracy. Like, let's just say like, 
in this case, aliens. Let's say your whole life was like basically dedicated to like gray aliens or, right? <laughs> or, or whatever, dude. It doesn't matter. And the point being is like, and you can't prove it. Like, you, there's just nothing you can do about it. Your whole fucking life is dedicated to fucking gray aliens. And but there's literally no proof. You can you can talk. You can go talk to other people online or in real life that may or may not be have had a similar conclusion, experience, etc. But in reality, it's just like. Just slips through your fingers. There's nothing fucking there. Chris, ask yourself, bro. Ask yourself. Legitimately. Legitimately. Ask yourself. Thank you, babe. How much of the conspiracy shit that we talk about do you believe in? On a scale from, you know, 40%, 50%, 100%, whatever it is. What's your, what are you, where are you at right now? Because. Awesome. First of all, this is incredible what Mark's doing. I love it. And keep it up. <laughs> I can't wait to see how far you go. <laughs> this is fantastic, dude. For people that are not watching, Mark has green paper everywhere, and it's picking up another background. So it's like uh, it's basically like cloaking technology. <laughs> it needs to be a flat Earth, though. Mark can't yeah. be a, a globe, bro. That is amazing. Get that globe shit out of here, bro. <laughs> get that round Earth shit gone. Yeah, get I just have round. That's a fisheye lens, bro. Get that. Shit I just out want of here. look. Here's Spain on my lap. Uh, you know, Spain and your dick, son. Yeah, I'm roll on, on, on Spain, bro. I think like each one of those things is up for debate individually. You know, I'm gonna have to say individually. You know, what which I mean? is your favorite though, Chris? Like, which is your favorite conspiracy that just really makes your nipples hard? Like, just makes you just go, "Damn, that's like that's that's the shit right there." If I gotta be honest, I think that the like you call it the RH negative or the lizard people or whatever you want to call it. I just feel like that one would be if. If it is around Earth, and I think it is, and space goes on for time and space until as far as we can tell, and you know, I think there's all evidence points to that, personally. And so with that being said, I think colonization of other places is an inevitability with that, for resource or otherwise. With that being said, I think like if we could wear some camouflage and pull up on some monkey planet, have them do all the work for us and give us all the money. Cause we're just, for whatever reason, a little bit smarter, a little bit more advanced. We've got technology. They don't know about whatever it may be. We would do that shit. So that one seems like the most likely culprit to me. And I think that is like one of the biggest, like, cause you're saying like, what's the biggest one? Like to me, that's probably the biggest one that a group of people would have came here at some point to enslave us. That just seems like some shit that we would do. And we're just like, you know, some maybe 50% their blood, let's say, and 50% monkey, let's say. If 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 they say that's the 2 million year gap in the prefrontal cortex, you know, either that has to do with mushrooms or that has to do with us being bred or something, you know, like. So I think that one's super interesting. Other than that, dude. I think that aliens are inevitability. I think that underground bases are an inevitability. I think that uh, Tartaria is just like a weird name to encapsulate the fact that global catastrophes happen. Like, I think that these are duh conclusions on most of them, to be honest. Yeah, and no, I agree. I think that there is just different name. Like, I think maybe Tartaria could have been Atlantis. Like, you know, we can get lost in the weeds with that. Totally. The whole flat earth thing and space is fake and gay. I don't know about all that, but Wait, is it space gay now too? It's yeah, it's fake and gay. Wait, so you go to it's space? Gay, it's gay because so what do you sick, think? Dude. What do you think the big Chris, what do you think the big bang was? <laughs> had to be some gay shit going on during the big bang because there's it was just God by himself. He had to f- take his penis, stretch it out to his butthole, fuck himself, and that's how he created life. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bang, dude. <laughs> Ouroboros, bro. They're just uh, plugging the dick into the butt type of thing. Just, uh, life cycling. begins, dude. Self, God would God would have to get God pregnant. It's the only thing that could get God pregnant would be God. So, I mean, if you really go by based off the the religion, it's a it's a threesome. I mean, it's a trinity. That's why it's no, but it's three guys though. It's a a, a gay guy ghost, right? <laughs> No, bro. So, I mean, depending on which cosmology you want to follow. Okay. But some do have a feminine aspect. You know, some people say that the Holy Spirit is the feminine aspect of the Holy Trinity. And then you have the child in there. Dude, the frustrating part about this is it's like such a duh thing. Like, if there was a, like a, a, a great a creator, like what kind of animal can create itself? One that is a hermaphrodite. And it's like... when well, you look at technically, technically speaking... The reason that they worship serpents and they they associate it with the divine feminine is because serpents don't need a mate. They can procreate by themselves. Right. So we're, if we're talking about legitimately lizard people, I mean, that that's an argument to make because they do say we have a reptilian brain, right? I mean, that, and we if you want to follow the evolution, you know, Darwinism, where it was like we were in this primordial goo and then we turn into a little tadpole. And from there, you know, that little tadpole turned into a frog then went into onto land and just started you know became a monkey whatever you want to believe that shit sure yeah but, i don't know about all that dude darwinism seems so bizarre to me because they're you're telling us in like a however many million years we can go from monkeys into us it's like i know that you and i aren't much better than monkeys but you know it's like fucking get the fuck out of here bro what happened to the rest of the hair where'd it go you know oh, what i mean we're, we're there the for some people bro <laughs> where did, yeah for you where the tail at where the tail gone to Speak for yourself, well, dog. Fingernails, bro. I can't like dig in the dirt for grub. So we'll see there, there is the argument. I had uh, Michael P. Masters on my podcast before where he wrote the book Identified Flying Objects. And he talks about these aliens being us from the future. Because according to evolution, because he's an evolutionary anthropologist, according to evolution, if on the course that we're at, the facial features and the features of these little gray men are according to evolution. So eventually our, our heads get bigger, our right. mouths get smaller, our eyes get bigger. You know, we, we lose all these features, right? What's, what's going on right now? Like, you know, I can be whatever I identify as. So they don't got any dick and balls and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like that's dude, if you could identify as anything, I would identify as Nick Cage's lost son. You know what I mean? <laughs> Agreed. Mark, how's it going along with Mr. Weston to come on the show? Has he replied back? Yeah, we we have a tennis. Uh, we're gonna go see a tennis match together next year. This fucking guy. <laughs> tennis match? You mean a golf golf match, bro? That's what that's what all those guys do. The rich people play golf. Hey, what? what no, what the richer people play tennis. What do I identify as? I mean, tennis player. Uh, no, I identify as like a Sasquatch or something, like 100%, like a Sasquatch. Yeah, I identify as a B character in a comic book that Juan spent thousands of dollars on, and we're not even on the cover page. What the fuck? It's not done yet, Mark, okay? Uh, not to get rude on air, but it's not done yet. When you see the finished product, then you can talk shit, okay? But Mark, you then. should identify as space right now, dude. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm I'm curious, not to get rude on air, as opposed to all the other times you weren't rude on air. What <laughs> What do you mean? Juan? I'm in a better place today, Mark. Or I don't ruin. Okay, we got guests coming on soon. They're here. I want to be in a good mood for them. They're here. 
What time do they come on? Anyway, sorry to interrupt there. They're right here. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. If you want more of just us, the humble hosts of this podcast, sign up for the Patreon. But right now, we're going to let our guests in. I just have to fix this image so I look cool. I look cool for our guests. I want to impress them. Can you guys hey, tell? Dude, let, hey, let those humunculize in the fucking chat, bro. That's my favorite word, dude. It's so fucking stupid. Homunculi is plural. Homunculus <laughs> is singular. Just for future reference. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Here we go. They're going to be stoked. <laughs> We're doing a podcast with a nebula, bro. This is crazy. Dude, space is fake. Space <laughs> is fake and gay. What's up, fellas? What's up, Ben, how are you? I'm sorry to surprise you with my two uh, asshole friends here, but we're about to do the Illuminati Confirm podcast. You guys are in it now. Ben, Joe, welcome to the show from the UFO Garage. You're talking to the host of this podcast. I'm Space Face. How you doing? Pretty good, Space Face. What's going on? Joe, what's going on, Joe? Nice to meet you. Juan. Chris, introduce yourselves while I finish rolling this up. Hey guys, I'm Juan from the Juan One Podcast. I'm just kidding. I'm Juan from the Juan One Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Juan One Podcast. They call me the Rabbit Hole Master around these parts because I tickle people's rabbit holes. I got my idol back here, just in case you guys haven't seen that guy before. He is my guru. He's and, not here uh, today, Chris. What's no. up, dudes? What's going on? Oh. Yeah. Uh, I've got to know about uh, the origins of space face is, are we looking into a different dimension or is this, uh, or, or is this kind of casual wear? space face is an egregore. He represents all the people that listen to the podcast. So they'll be talking to me in the live chat and feeding me questions through the Bluetooth that was installed in the back of my knee. Dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I love that location. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's like it, it gives you a lot of flexibility. It's also, you know, it's lower to the ground, more uh, uh, vibration. You know, you get a little bit more vibration for for uh, transmission. I have, yeah, I have a lot of flexibility right now. But gentlemen, you're not being cornered. You haven't been ambushed. But I have to warn you: everything you say can and will be used against you for humorous and satirical purposes here on Illuminati Confirmed. We invited you because you probably have the most badass UFO podcast around. So Space Face is here to let everyone know what's what. If you're in my domain and you don't know about the UFO garage, prepare for a breakdown. You guys are here. Tell, tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves. Introduce yourselves. Well, I should have worn pants for this interview, I feel like. No. No, that's a bad idea. <laughs> you gonna kick this bin? Yo, you're good. You're better at it. I'm. I'm. I'll, yeah, I'll stutter about you. you do. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Joe, part of the UFO Garage podcast. This is my buddy Ben over here. Our show is pretty simple. It's kind of laid back. It's a lot of fun. Me and Ben, we're just kind of looking for an outlet to talk about cool shit right and so what better way to do that than start a podcast i mean we used to be in a band so that was just like the next 
a step in our our lives evolutionary i guess would be podcasts right mm. yeah. had all the yeah. equipment yeah right we have all the equipment we are good friends we've been friends for since we were kids so i mean pretty much every band practice like we would spend like half of it just talking about aliens ufos like hey have you heard about this story hey have you heard about this abduction so much so that like like our drummer had to start like hitting his snare really really loud to get us to shut up so that we could actually practice <laughs> but, what instruments yeah. do you both play i'm a bass player Okay. I am also the bass player. <laughs> what? <laughs> space, no, I, bass. I did vocals and uh, acoustic guitar. Dude, space, face is confused, dude. <laughs> dude, no. Space, face wants to hear more. Space, bass, dude. Where's oh, the... Dude, space, bass. Hell yeah. Where is my bass? My bass is over there. No. It's a little, it's a little far. Was the band any good? Or were you guys like, nah, we're just better at podcasting? <laughs> We uh, we were good for like a college band and like we we had some opportunities like we opened up for Los Lonely Boys once. Hell yeah, dude! We opened up for yeah, the Dirty Heads. Yeah, we get Los Lonely Boys in this galaxy. They rock. <laughs> uh, fucking Afro Man. Afro Man. Yeah, that was a good show. Yeah. Damn. Uh, Cold Kevin Forty Fowler. Five and Two Zigzags. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Fowler, man. At Kevin the, Fowler, uh, Little Texas. Okay. Hey, I'll tell you what, now, hell yeah. Uh, that shit was so much fun. God damn, those big ass country festivals that they would put on. Yeah, that dude. shit was awesome, dude. We were eating like alligator and fucking drinking beer all day. It was awesome. Was it, it was like Anawak? Hell yeah. yeah. It is good. Is it was at the Anawak? It's, it's a really small town south of Houston, the, the Gator Fest. Mm. They go hard, dude. It was fun. Damn. Oh, like huh. something that would go on in Florida, not in Texas, huh? Right? Yeah. They did like uh, uh, hovercraft rides. We can go like just skip over. Well, this uh, is this Aryan time you're talking about hovercrafts and all this. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like the ones with the big uh, uh fans fan, on that. fan boats, mm. air boats. All right, guys, around <laughs> these parts, we call them air boats. Air boats, there oh, you go. Mm. <laughs> hovercrafts. So, we got we about that yesterday. Long, we were just talking about how fly it would be to just like cruise around shooting guns and air boating around and shit. It sounds like a hell of a good time, yeah, hell, hell yeah. yeah. It does sound fun. I mean, what's what's stopping us, boys? What are y'all doing this weekend? Well, shit, Juan, Juan's over there on the Gulf Coast, too. He'll be able to uh, hop, skip down over there. Old Space Face over here. I'm on the East Coast of the galaxy. So, And Chris, he's on the West Coast, so we're kind of like cornering you guys all in. we are got all the coasts. Everyone who's listening to this, fuck, right? everyone who's listening to this in Kansas, you're surrounded right now. We have you on all sides. <laughs> Wait, is that... Is space fake and gay? <laughs> it's fake and gay. You know what I mean? Like, because that's we heard. First of all, that's the conspiracy that we last heard. We heard like as soon as you go to space, gay. You, you're immediately your negativity. Juan, it's like a thing. Juan, Chris, your negativity is opening up a black hole and it's endangering space. Face, I'm going to be sucked into another dimension. If you do not say some positive things about our uh, guests, compliment right, Joe. One positive, first of all, that it's very positive, dude. I'm I mean, it makes sense, you know. They're like, you know, they 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 mostly send dudes, you know. Mm. Like, <laughs> it makes sense. No, and what do aliens do? They probe you. But check this out, Chris has and a, monkeys. They sodomize people. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? I mean, uh, they they. That's it's bad. So Chris had a a question for you, gentlemen. You guys have a UFO podcast. 
Have you guys ever encountered any? Exp- I know you talk to abductees and people who have had experiences, but have you two personally had experiences with any U- UFO or what do they call them? UAP phenomenon now? Is that what they call them? We like we like UFOs. It's more classic. UFOs. All right. So, have you guys ever had any experiences? Yeah, we we've had a couple, man. I mean, like I'll I'll go first, jokes as you went on the intro, but like I've I've uh, seen these uh, orange orbs uh, in uh, in in high school. A couple of my buddies and I were like just hanging out at the house. We get a call, hey Ben, you guys need to come over the the, the dam and see these things. And we saw these huge uh, five of these orange orbs just like stationary in the sky and kind of a, a a straight line, and they would like fizzle out and then pop back in. It was crazy. Uh, but I've had a, a, a few other scenarios, not, I wouldn't call them abduction scenarios, more like maybe I was, um, having like a sleep paralysis moment where I was like hovering above my bed and I can like hear whistling and whooshing wind and I could feel it all over my body. It was pretty trippy. It's kind of scary. Uh, but I don't, I wouldn't say that I was abducted, but I've definitely seen a lot of stuff and, in, 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 uh, more recent years too, Joe and I've seen a couple crazy stuff together, uh, some lights in, in the sky that we can't really explain. So is it possible, and hello guys, nice to meet you, I'm Mark, Space Faces, I kicked them out of here. So uh, Potty break. Yeah, no, Space Faces <laughs> has got bigger things to do, but we're here now. Did this thank orb, us, no, no, thank you for being patient with our hijinks. When you saw these orbs, at that point in your life, like how into this stuff were you, do you consider that kind of like a turning point or what at that point was it just like par for the course were you looking for that stuff already yeah no great question Mm -hmm. so uh early on as a as a kid my family like i think it was like my aunt that bought me this shirt with like an alien head and some handprints on it and there's this carnival me and me and joe actually share this 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 story totally separate we weren't even like hanging out we were like so little there's this carnival in Taylor, uh, the town where we both both grew up, uh, and, and I have this like poster, this alien head poster, kind of like the uh, the typical gray uh, alien. So I had that like on my door growing up. So I, I I liked the idea of aliens, but I never really thought about it. Never really sought out, hey, let's go UFO hunting or anything, until I I, I was uh, around the time that I was I saw the those orbs. So it was crazy timing because my friends and I like that's when YouTube really started. I mean, this was 2016, so it had already been a thing, but that's when you can just search UFO and actually find some pretty interesting videos without having to sift through a bunch of bull crap. <laughs> so we weren't looking into it. And then it just so happened one night we were just looking at, we were actually looking at like alien UFO videos. And then we just saw those orbs like that night. And you know? I asked because I, I always, I had a few conversations, not nearly as many as you guys have on your podcast, but I've had a few conversations with experiencers, Ryan Bledsoe, one of them. And I'm curious to know, like, if there's something about the mind where you're almost like inviting this experience in. And it sounds like you were definitely in that headspace of like, whoa, if I saw this, it would be sick. You know, I, I don't know how many people who are like deathly afraid of that kind of thing end up experiencing it, you know? Dude, I, I, I think there is, I think there is something to it. And I, and I think it's like a, man, it's, it's definitely a spider web of connection that like you, you wouldn't even notice. It's so like subtle all throughout your entire life. And, and maybe that's why, like when people get older, they do start to um, maybe seem like they're having more interaction just because 
over such a long span of time, now you're starting to notice these little like oddities that like happen maybe not very often, but like a lot more frequently than like just random happenstance, you know, like for me, I kind of have that same story as Ben. Like we actually have the identical story of like this, this UFO alien picture that like we would obsess about when we were kids, but then we would win it at the carnival and we'd be terrified of it. We wouldn't even put it up. It was just an obsession for some reason that you have, you know? And then like, as I get older, you know, before, you know, I went on a couple camping trips, you know, out in, you know, West Texas and stuff. And I've seen stuff fly in the sky and then kind of like do a weird dim and brighten up thing. And then boom, shoot straight up into the sky. Like that's fucking weird. Right. Like what, what is that? You know? And it's not, it wasn't until I think Ben and I started working on this documentary and the, the guy that we're filming, his name is Eric Mitchell. And He's, he's had some pretty intense stuff happen, you know? And like, I, I think the frame of mind that like you're in and kind of like, I don't know, maybe your acceptance does have something to do with it, but there's a lot of people who don't accept and, or even believe Eric Mitchell being one of them. And then boom, all of a sudden, you know, you have savant syndrome and like, you're having crazy nightmares or dreams or flashbacks, like whatever, you know, like, for me, it was like really weird. Cause it solidified. Like when we started doing this documentary, our film guy is kind of, was kind of like, yeah, I'm on the fence. Like yeah, I've never seen anything too crazy, blah, 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 dude. Right before we leave to go start filming Eric, I, <laughs> our film guy hits us up and he's like, Hey, my neighborhood just had like a neighborhood watch go off. There's all these random things flying over the neighborhood. Well, it's weird because then I also had something happen where I had this big orange ball just float over my house. Like it was, it was a contained ball of like orange light. It was so weird. Just floated over my house. And in the time it took me to like reach in my pocket and grab my phone, it just disappeared. I have pictures of it and I have video of it, mm. but you know, I'm bending down to like put it in my, in my pocket. And then I see it, you know, over my house. And so I go back to take another photo and it's just gone. Yeah. Well, then Ben has this weird ass, uh, not weird in a bad way, Ben, uh, you know, just like, it is weird though. It's very strange that this would happen. He has this really intense dream all within days of each other, right before we're going to go film Eric. And so it's like this weird connection that like whatever it is that has followed him around the United States, it was almost weird that it like maybe tracked us or like kept an eye on us somehow. And we all had different experiences, right? Nico, the film guy had multiple. You? I, no, 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 we're not saying it's following us. We're just saying like, maybe it's connected. Like he's having this massive, you know, contact stuff happening to him. And then it, hits all three of us within days of each other before we go and see him, Crazy. you know? And, and it's just, I think it is connected. I think, I think your consciousness has a lot to do with it. I, I don't think maybe we realize it or have picked up on a, on like a, 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 a pattern to make it happen. But I, you know, I also think it's just a lack of looking up and interest. Like, you know, how many times do you do that? It wasn't until that incident that I was like, wait a second. Mm. it really made it real and it was like wait you know i always see weird shit in the sky and i'm just like ah yeah yeah yeah, that's funny like whatever like it just doesn't phase you but like that one specific one made it to where like okay when i look up i'm now looking up for a purpose you know mm. 
Well, beautiful. And when you mentioned the the phone coming out of your pocket and almost in that same moment, it became aware of your intention, right? Like I've heard this not just with orbs, UFO type encounters, Bigfoot encounters, ghost hunters, you know, they bring this electronic equipment with them and then they end up recording, you know, hardly anything. My suspicion is these these motherfuckers, they're way ahead of the game. They can sense, they hear the little like that comes on just oh, when yeah. the battery's connected to the circuit board. You know, they sense these yeah. electronics from miles away. I have, I have a feeling they can they can hear uh, your intentions. Mm. Like they can hear a Nokia cell phone from 1990 <laughs> ringing in the woods. Like, <laughs> they can hear like, hey, someone's here with something with a battery. Yeah. That's all, you know, wait, wait till later and then throw some shit at them. Well, and and it, they- it brings up like this possibility that we're never like not on their radar, right? And it makes you wonder like just from listening to your show particularly you guys have a really great vibe you have good chemistry synchronistically i wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot more to your story on how you guys met obviously that poster was sort of like a like a key that kind of unlocked a bunch of worlds for both of you in in your own ways but i wonder how much and maybe you guys have discussed this with abductees and different experiencers but how much synchronicity brings us further into this journey right like it's almost like people who are unaware you know maybe they're better off but the more you focus on these little things they become bigger and bigger and all of a sudden you're filming a documentary and ufos are flying over your house yeah you know (laughs) my uh one of my favorite people in the ufo field is laurian finton uh, she's got an amazing show too. She's just an awesome lady. Um, you know, her and a, a few friends, you know, we were sitting there chit chatting and, and they always said something that like really stuck with me. And they were like, you know, if you're like consciously like observing things, you may be part of the tribe already and you don't even realize it. You know, what tribe? So, also, like if you're interested in the phenom- phenomenon, it's probably interested in you. So the observer effect. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, in, in, like part of the tribe as in like some form of contact. Uh, and it doesn't even have to be like, um, it doesn't even have to be visual contact. That's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people wouldn't even realize the type of contact maybe that they have had, like whether it be through some type of synchronicity or, you know, um, whatever's going on in your life. Like, there's there is so much to this and there's so much to like sift through you know and you try to use the sermon as best as possible especially like in this topic you know but we get to a point to where like how far is too far and like what are we officially talking about is like too weird you know what i'm mm. saying so like in in like this case it's like these things can they could probably control you if they wanted to right maybe telepathically, maybe it's just a form of technology that we don't even know. Right. But like, and some people would say, well, that sounds a little out there and crazy. Well, okay. But if I'm being abducted and taken through a a, a solid wall, um, because they have the technology to do that, why wouldn't they have the technology to, you know, implant a memory or screen memory or make a visitation. And then like me never even know about it. We have capabilities today 
um, that can knock you out and you won't remember anything in the next hour or two. You know, we have technology that li literally can work off of brain waves and make you hear things, see things, feel things. That's technology that we as human beings have. So if there's a, a, a civilization out there that is technologically advanced and, you know, can, can zip through the universe, why wouldn't they be able to do that? And if we take it a step further and it's not just some like other civilization that's highly advanced in their technology, if it is like a multidimensional being and they don't even need technology, they just know how to shift through these dimensions, then they definitely know something that we don't know. And so I think there's like a big gap between like what we're trying to figure out nuts and bolts and then like the rest of the story, you know, because that nuts and bolts thing is something that we all need. We all want the physical craft. We all want to know how it works. We want to know the fuel that they use to travel across the galaxy. You know, we all want that part. But the other part, I think that's going to be the struggle on like, how can we as humans even comprehend what they're doing, right? It would be like if we were to go back and talk to a caveman and unload the latest physics books on like what's happening current with current current technology. He he would have no clue what he would he would walk out the cave, probably take a shit, pick up his his rock and like and spear and go and try and kill something to eat, right? It wouldn't even matter to him. So like it's weird that we would assume that like yeah, tell me everything, aliens. Like we would even understand it in the first place, you know? He would probably think that you're unintelligent because you don't know anything that is applicable to his life and survival. Mm. Right. If you could throw him a Snickers bar, he'd probably be on team, you know, whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How Did about you... the, I don't know if you guys have had Michael Masters on your show, uh, the identified flying objects. He's a uh, an anthropo an evolutionary anthropologist, and he's a professor at the I forgot which in Montana somewhere. And he talks about what do you guys think about the theory that these entities, right, these grays, these things that we don't know what they really are, are us from the future coming back to study ourselves, how an archaeologist would study bones or something like that. And these crafts are able to bend space and time. And that is their time machine. Cause we've seen it in the Marvel movies, right? Was that the, the, one of the latest ones where they make a time, a time portal. They're like, Holy shit, we did it. And they're like, so how you said there is, you gotta be careful where you go with that information. Like, Oh, they can implant memories. Cause it's like, wait a minute. So is this a brain, a vat jar type of situation that we're in right now? You know, like a demi urge situation where, you know, Descartes evil demon is controlling us. Like there's a, there's a lot to really unpack there. So when you start talking like that, people start relating. like, wait, is this, is, am I in the matrix? Is this, is this even real? You know what I mean? Like people start yeah. going down that rabbit hole, but what do you guys think about these entities being us from another time and coming back and just fucking with us? You said so many things that like you spoke, you, you basically illustrated my journey this past like three years, bro. Like <laughs> I've been through all those rabbit holes. Hey, you're the rabbit hole king though. Right. So, Hey, uh, but you've been known to tickle some holes, dude. It's cool. Hey, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Toot your horn a bit, dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I, I think any literally at this point in my life, I'm, I'm very open to a lot of stuff, but I'm trying not to be so open that my brain explodes. But mm. the, the fact of, of, that time travel is possible has been proven within our theoretical physics. And if that's all that means is that, Hey, we were able to prove that somebody could, could 
uh, say that that's possible. Like just because somebody was able to write it down, somebody else was was able to confirm it doesn't mean shit. Like honestly, it's it's probably happening whether we want it to or can we understand it or not. Like it's probably happening, but when you get close to the speed of light, when you time travel, when you use these spaceships to get from one end of the ga- galaxy to the other, you kind of, if you think of like time as a, as a, as an aspect of the dimension that we live in, if you were to travel uh, from one end of the galaxy to the other, other, you basically take away time. So time isn't even a factor when you're, when you're traveling, if you can even call it traveling at that point, it's like, it's almost as, as, as seamless as thought or, or, or just uh, shining a, a beam of light on something from, from the beginning of a laser to, to wherever it ends. So yes. Do I think that it's possible that the gray aliens that we see are us from the future? Absolutely. I also think that they could be our predecessors that have seen our uh, uh, evolution grow up till now. And they, they've been here watching us forever and seeing these cycles and cycles so like are they us from the future maybe not this civilization but how many civil civilizations have lived and cycled through on this planet alone and how many civilizations have cycled through 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 uh you know fall and rise on other planets like i think there's just so many possibilities out there uh but like the lineage i think we're probably related to whatever else out there has 10 fingers 10 toes two arms two legs and a head no Can doubt. we establish something before we go on? Because I want to really, I want to talk about the elephant in the room. Okay. Uh oh. This is something that that. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> Chris, buckle up. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you guys to bring out an actual elephant. I feel like that feels vibe, like the old toy. <laughs> we talk about we're talking about space travel, okay? And yeah. I just want to, I just, I really want to go there. Is the fact that right? We're in the galaxy now. It's Nick Cage. <laughs> we're gonna i want to is it flat or not if you know what i mean is it is it flat that's is not the elephant in the room one we talked about the elephants in the room we don't even have the elephant sound effect today okay listen i don't have my soundboard bro we're, we're past that we're past guys. that sorry we're past that. We'll have David Weiss on and fulfill your wet dreams. No, but okay, I wanna, bro. I want to ask the UFO guys because they're talking Fine. about you know outer ask space him. and all this shit. Ask them. I, I, I don't think it's flat. Thank you. That's all you guys need to say. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, the only thing I'll give Linnet credit to is if you believe in the Matrix theory. Okay, so is a program within uh, a computer chip flat? Mm. No, it's three-dimensional. So, it's so dimensional. Like physical objects, yes, are, but what we construct in our mind, what we what we experience, is that also flat? Like our, our thoughts and our experiences, are those flat? Because well, like, we know that the mind works in over 13 different dimensions simultaneously, all mm. at the same time, while projecting your three-dimensional reality. Oh, that is because not true. That of is the eyes. What, but, oh, about uh, food. Uh, Chris, pussy. Chris, Chris, that do four things max, bro. What is dimensions, bro? Chris, you, you can think of all of those things in thirteen separate dimensions. Right, they get better and Thank better. Thank you. Higher dimension yes. you go, Joe. You know, wow. and that's in that's true enlightenment, dude. Can you imagine thinking a pussy in thirteen dimensions at the oh. same time? Oh, I can think about it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I have. Well, yeah. I, I, I just wanted. To, I'm just. I'm just fucking with you. I just wanted to bring that Fuck up because I mean, me. you know, a lot of people don't believe in 
in space, right? And I, I for one, do yeah, believe but one, in space. One. I, I do, you know, May I? Telescope. I've looked up there, you know, I've seen it. Some people say it's a holographic projection, but then that would, it's like, if it is a dome, like where are the aliens coming from? Are they right. interdimensional? Are they coming from the hollow well, earth? One, you know? one, one. It's also a, a very big possibility. I mean, mm. it... it we have Shambhala, right? We have Shambhala, the Ascended Masters, how uh, Ben was talking about that these are entities above space and time, that they have always been there watching over yeah. humanity. Hmm? It's possible. It's possible. Um, you know, is... It, is the universe flat? I, I don't think so. Uh, the maybe if you believe in the multiverse theory, where there are multiple universes, there is a multiple. There is a universe out there that that is flat. But at the same time, due to perspective and how small you would be uh, compared to the size of the universe, it, it's it still just wouldn't <laughs> would it be flat? You know, right? Like I think everything is flat the further away you, from it you get. You know, <laughs> um, but the closer up you get, it's it's very not and, flat. So I think it's relative to to what you're able to kind of see. Now, when you talk about living in the matrix and what is reality, I mean. Sure. Right. <laughs> we can we can all insert our own thing. I want to go back to what you just said, though. The further away from something you get, the flatter it looks. <laughs> I know that wasn't exactly how you phrased it, but bingo, bango, that sums it up. Juan, thank you for asking them such a one dimensional question, <laughs> pun intended. Guys, you talked about being open minded and I'm going to bring in the real elephant in the room. This is what we do. We compete. Juan and I and Chris, we're competing against each other as we're hosting this show here. So um, you talk about being open minded and I just had a incredible conversation with a guy who claims to be a part of the secret space program. Now, I know this is all too familiar to you guys. How could you have missed it? These guys are everywhere. There's many different characters that claim to be a part of the secret space program. Give us your thoughts. Don't hold any punches. What do you think? This is a sticky one. Right? <laughs> yes. There is uh there is so much bullshit um lining the secret space program and just like you know, just the people that talk about it. One amazing person that you can listen to is Michael Stratt. And the reason he's really good is because he's not like doing the whole like, oh, I'm looking for uh, you know, space soldiers and things, right? He's he's going back and tracking actual like receipts and like government documents pertaining to certain uh private companies that were contracted by the government at the time and finding aircraft that were built and certain things that were built at a way too expensive rate for an aircraft he's also like a he's a private pilot he's an aircraft historian um and he deals in like basically trying to figure out what the fuck government is spending your money on so he's really good at that kind of stuff he has uh, like a really good couple of videos on like just he's not saying secret space program. He's saying if there is a secret space program, this is the kind of stuff I believe that they would be doing. And he's giving you documents and actual like numbers mm -hmm. and shit. So it's really, really amazing. So do I think there is a secret space program? 100 percent. I do believe that there is a completely different program that exists that isn't under any kind of like rule of law that we know of here on earth or we do know of it here on earth we just will never know that they're connected um but you know i think 
you know, there's there's been some. Here's the thing, right? If the secret space program does exist, I think it would be really hard to get people who are involved with it um, to come forward and speak. I do think that they would have memories wiped that whole thing if they were involved with it. Now you do have people coming out claiming to be part of the secret space program. And for the most part, we can kind of prove that like they're not right. There's a lot of bullshit artists when it comes to this, but the stories that they're telling that's a completely different thing, right? Because where are they getting these stories from? Who have they talked to that they're getting these stories from? Who possibly could have told this story and said, can you be a mouthpiece for me? Mm. I know like if you get the hit, like it's going to be bad, right? But like, I'm about to tell you, like, you know, like if I came to you and I said, look, we've known each other for a really long time. We grew up, we're best friends. You know that I've been gone for the past 15 years. I want to tell you what's been happening. I tell you this and I say, I need this story to get out. Can you, can you do something? Right. So you start getting into this community. You start telling this story, which is a real story, but now you start to take on your mm. own life, your own persona of like this guy who's in the secret space. Become program, a puppet you never for were. somebody. So you can't really answer huh. like those really intricate details. Yeah. You just kind of start to believe it yourself too. Yeah, man. Like I, I think there's, I don't know. That's and that's just being nice. Like that's that's a nice way of the right. stories getting out. But I, I think a lot of it is like bullshit artists stealing people's stories and putting them together. Right. And it sounds cool, and some of it is accurate. But I also believe that a lot of stuff pertaining to that is probably a massive disinformation campaign. Mm. Like I, I just you know, and and let me I, clarify. I like we we are no way asking you guys to you know defend any of this stuff we're all sort of in the same boat of like hey what the hell is going on right so mm-hmm. anybody out there listening if you were in the secret space program i'm sorry call us call okay, us call please us, we want to hear yeah, from yeah. you give us a ring you guys you guys get uh, a lot of contact from your callers do you guys take uh, calls on your podcast i don't i hadn't listened to that episode but i noticed it was like listener submission or something like that we we were gonna try and take calls, mm. but then like once we got on with somebody, dude, our conversation lasted like two hours. You know, it's like <laughs> you don't want to cut somebody off in the right. middle of them like dumping out their UFO story on you. you know? Right. You let them talk, you let them vent, you let them do their thing, you know, like and then we batted around together. So it just it ended up becoming more fun to just do full episodes with people. Mm. Um I know Big Willie. Um, did a couple phone calls and somebody ripped a big ass fart the very first day he did it and it was hilarious. <laughs> it was so funny. It was being like, I mean, dude, Big Will, if you know him, he's like the sweetest dude ever. He was like Art Bell that night, dude. Like he was perfect. <laughs> right on. It was really funny though. It was such a nice fart too. It was it was epic. Well, <laughs> and I hate that Chris just walked away for that because he's usually our guy with the fart humor. But um, but that's all right. So, so when when I was doing my research, because I did listen to quite a few of your episodes, and I've known about you guys for a while. I've been tuning in here and there, and you know, back when my podcast was nothing to bat an eye at, and I I had an intention. I'm like, I'm gonna get these guys on my show eventually who knew it would be illuminati confirmed but you're talking about um the andromedans and their story of human beings and you're getting into some good stuff about reptilians the show is called illuminati confirmed so let's get into that because i want to know what you guys think and to bring it maybe to the grays again uh you said something that 
was extremely interesting to me and I, I think Juan will like this too. You said that the first contact between humans and the greys and again this is from the Andromedans I, I'm assuming they shared this information um, that the greys and human beings met in 1932 for the first time which is around the time uh, when like you know Aleister Crowley was alive and well and we all know yes. that lamb drawing that he did that kind of looks like a gray I mean what are your thoughts gentlemen on on the grays because they seem to not fit into like what uh, we know about ancient aliens Anunnaki yeah. huge beings things like that it's so it is pretty strange right because that was the like the same time that Aleister Crowley had like done uh opened that portal and wasn't able to close it right so there's a branch of that theory that like maybe he opened this portal and these grays came through and that was kind of the beginning of us starting to see these grays right are you awas awas what is that how you say it? is that how you said so i think the, the you have the you have the Cairo workings, which was where he talked to Iowas, and you have the Alamantra working, which was when he encountered uh Lamb. So the Cairo working was first when he was in the in the chamber channeling with his wife at the time, and then the whole book. And then later on in like 1917 was when he did the Alamantra working, which was in New York, where he did open up the portal and uh did see Lamb, this short mm. little uh, alien s type character that if you want to believe that but then yeah yeah i mean it i don't know how do you guys just hear me i was muted and my mic flared that's weird anyways <laughs> it does kind of seem like there's a miscommunication like you gotta imagine crowley like i was telling me i was I was telling me like it kind of sounds like he's talking about himself. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't sound like that, Mark. It's like he was telling me. He was was telling me. <laughs> That's how he talks. You oh, you've heard Crowley speak. You can look him up on YouTube. That's on YouTube, he speaks. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Oh shit. Well, All right. I was gonna say, Mark, if that's not how his damn voice sounds, that should that sounds like what I would picture in Alistair Crowley's voice. Absolutely not. Thank Everybody you. does the same fucking impersonation, <laughs> but he talks like. A little boy. He's like, I am a great beast. Six, six, six. Okay, you fuckers. That's how he talked. How come South Park hasn't done a Crowley character? That'd be perfect. I just pictured him having a big British bulldog voice, like, you know, from London, a big tough guy. But anyways, enough of my impressions. No, he was like, uh, he was was a small dude, wasn't he? He was like into dudes. Mm. Yeah, he was power bottom for Baphomet. Like to, oh. that's why that's the whole eye of Horus thing. It's in the butt, dude. That's the whole. That's where magic is stored. That's where the term "holy shit" comes from because the the magic is in the butt. You know, Hell, all, I keep trying to tell my wife that, and she doesn't believe. <laughs> they'll come through eventually, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that one. That is, that is news. One dude, of those is gonna come through eventually. Alan Alan Greenfield was just on uh, on the higher side chats. I was listening, and he mentioned something about. Uh, uh, anal 
And Greg Carlwood was like, yeah, but why anal particularly? And, and Greenfield was like not giving him a straight answer, which no pun intended again. But, uh, but yeah, he, he, he definitely, he, he definitely didn't explain himself, but I don't know. That guy's a sex magician and he's talking about the power of the booty. I don't know. Yeah. It's a little weird. You think maybe Clap when cheeks, boy. Yeah, I think probably you meditate, you know what I'm saying? You get, create that, you come out of the crown chakra, you know what I mean? Mm. You create your light body, you go into space. Boy, you come back gay as fuck, dog. Every- <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, the Let's jury's see, out on that one. sandals and shit? <laughs> yeah, fuck sandals. Wrong <laughs> sandals especially, bro. That's just gay as fuck. The thong sandals, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, oh man. They're all wearing buns and long shirts and sandals and shit when they come back from meditating. <laughs> they're all wearing necklaces. Hey, those guys get <laughs> well in all that yoga pussy though. <laughs> Guaranteed, bro. Every dude with a bun on could fuck your girlfriend. I know. Ask Mark. That's that's why I have to wear a bun in public sometimes. What do you mean, ask Mark? Look at look at my dudes here. They both got they both got luscious manes. Come on now. You guys are you guys are outnumbered right now, Juan and Chris. Never did. I got this nice manly all this fuck, son. But but let's 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 take it back because because there is real uh, evidence. All right, Victor Neuberg, I think is the guy's name, who was like basically. Alistair Crowley's boy toy, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And they did all of these like crazy, like journeys through the Sahara. Like yeah. they were trying to look for like Atlantis, I think, or something like that. Like he was really uh, stressing this dude out, drove him uh, to the edge of his sanity. And that guy never, he was never the same again. Like his family was very, you know, distraught about that. But yeah. Crowley, by all intensive purposes, was a pretty fucking weird dude. We've covered that topic, not on this show, but I've talked about it a bunch. I kind of get the chills with Crowley because I actually had a weird experience one time where I bought his book, uh, Lieber 4, the magic, the one titled Magic, and I was so excited. Like $100 I spent on this fucking book, and it comes in the mail. It's huge. It's like $1,000. Or um, sorry, it's like a thousand pages or more, and I bring it to work with me. At the time, I worked at a cafe. Juan, Chris, shut your mouths. I worked at a cafe, and I had, I had this. We we had a Patreon episode. All right. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) sign up for the Patreon to get the context, folks. So I have this book underneath the counter, uh, and I'm just serving coffees, doing my thing, and this guy comes into the cafe and. Kind of had a homeless vibe to him, but he was young enough to where it could have just been a drug problem too, or both. And um, and and you know, it's a pretty affluent kind of city, so typically that's not the clientele. And I was like, okay, keep my eye on him. Like, why is he just coming in, sitting down, not ordering a coffee? So he's sitting down, and what I didn't notice until I walked over to ask him if he wanted to order anything was that he was scribbling in between the lines in a Bible, right? He was scribbling words, and, and he had two candles, okay? He brought candles to our cafe. Not 
lit candles, but electronic candles, like the kind with the little switch on the bottom. So he's got these two candles and a Bible. Keep in mind, the Aleister Crowley book for the first time is in this cafe, right? And I later find out recently that this part of New Haven, Connecticut, where I was in the cafe, is called the Ninth Square, which if you guys know anything about magic squares... It's all kind of coming to me right now that maybe I put this book in the cafe and it opened up this weird portal. And then this homeless guy came in and tried to do some kind of uh, alcoholic black magic. And, uh, <laughs> dude, it was, I mean, dude, yes, the look I mean, in his dude, eye. There's something to that, man. Dude. Like, it, what's his name in uh, Soul? It, uh, it, it gets, the, it gets the, even the weirder. Guy? It gets yeah, even yes. weirder. It gets even weirder. So I go over to him like, bro. You got to order something. You can't just, you know, read here. And he's like, I was going to order something. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. All right. I'll see you at the counter. So he comes over. He's like, I want a small cup of coffee, you know, cheapest thing on the, on the menu. And I'm like, all right, cool. And he's like, don't you know that I'm the seventh son of Charles Manson and the grandson of Aleister Crowley himself? And I'm like, I don't, it, the book is under the counter. It's not like in view. I'm like, what the f is this guy talking about? So he's like, you know, at this point, livid, because I probably interrupted his seance that he was trying to conduct in our cafe. And, you know, he starts spouting this like schizophrenic, I'm going to curse you. I'm going to curse this. I'm like, bro, take the coffee to go. And, I, you know, I gave him his coffee. He paid in cash and uh, and he kind of like sat. We had an outdoor seating. He sat outdoors, which that was free game. Anybody could sit out there. So I kind of kept my eye on him and he wandered off. But I I never brought that book out in public again after that. Did yeah. you see his dick too, Mark? Yes. Or was that another guy? Yes. The, well, that's that's. That's mandatory. You can't you can't order a coffee without tipping the barista. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Mark, you gotta see this poster, dude. I used to have an Iron Maiden poster on my wall when I was a kid. Check this out. Looks so good, dude. Your phone screen really, really <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I kinda I kinda I think I've seen that before actually. It does look sick. He's got the candles. You know what I'm saying? Is that supposed to be like a Planet of the Apes? priest oh, no that's their fucking uh their logo their guy eddie and he's like this cartoon character they had him for all like a skeleton guy right mm. yeah it's fucking sick the art, art for iron maiden is like dude it's incredible actually for me that's the only reason i listened to their music when i was a kid i saw the album artwork and i was like this looks badass and it actually was pretty badass yeah and their songs are about like fucking slaying dragons and shit mm. so oh, yeah well and, and, and let's let's more core and shit you know? let's bring <laughs> it let's bring it back in when it comes to dragons and stuff i was asking you guys about the reptilians before chris got back yeah i heard you guys mention there are different types of reptilians could you fill us in on on the hierarchy so i i so I forgot all of the names of them in the, in the hierarchy, but I do know. <laughs> so there's like Draconis. There you go. That's with the vestigial wings. They're the ones with the big ass wings. Yeah. And the tail. And those guys are the guys that supposedly are running shit, right? They're not, you know. And they're all they're, talked about in the Dogon tribe. They're they're depicted in the Dogon tribe as is is uh reptilian beings from uh 
sorry, Joe. Is is it Nibiru? That's the... no. Okay, yeah, not from, it's it's from like the the Alpha Centauri region. So I heard you guys say is that where you get the the Nordics, mm. um, you get uh, the Lyrians, the I guess like the cat people type type of ETs that that people would see. You get those types of hold civilizations. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. In the history. Uh, yeah, you just you just rung a lot of bells so for the, Chris the, or the Lyrians, the Lyrians, the uh, they got whiskers. Some of them do, yeah. Some of them are very humanoid though, so they, it just kind of they, depends. Do they play with yarn all day long? Balls of yarn. All day That's how you trap them. That's how you uh, you just. It's actually very easy. It's just how they lost the Great War. Get the fuck out of here. They're scared of loud noises. Chris, Chris. <laughs> they don't like cucumbers. From a saucer. Put cucumbers behind them. They don't like that very much. <laughs> Stick that's with why, us here. Some of the tactics done by UAP nowadays, you know, there are a lot, just a lot of lights dancing around. You know, that used to work on the Lyrians, but not on us humans. Mm. Oh, I've seen that before. Either. So if you hit the light, like the sky with like a laser pointer, cat people fucking everywhere. Son. <laughs> Boom. Yep. Damn. Follow it. That's why they blink at you when you shine lasers in the sky. Guy. That's, that's great. It's part of the 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 CE five protocol, you know. Oh Whoa, yeah, the that guy with the uh, and he and he got the little thing X rayed, and they found <laughs> out it wasn't a human, and he definitely <laughs> went back and talked about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude is sus, bro. He got too much muscle mass, bro. Got <laughs> mad sus, bro. Hold you know, on, you, you want to get us started? <laughs> yeah. Okay, we could go a while on that one because is it sus? Because if we do share DNA, oh, yeah, he's sus. Is, Oh, you mean him as a person? I mean, yes. no comment. No comment. But the uh, Atacama, Atacama, the Atacama mummy, the the baby, uh, the yellow, the, the little banana guy. It, just because he has some d- uh, DNA that he shares with human doesn't mean that it can't also be extraterrestrial or just a early. Like we were talking about earlier, like if we all share the same ancestor, ancestor, of course a human day DNA is going to show up in that in that uh, a sequence, right? Like, yeah, because we're all related in some way. It doesn't matter if you're from this galaxy or the other one. Like, hey, we're. It, it loops it loops back to uh to the the Lyrians and the uh you know and the like the, the Nordics and the Greys and now, all those here's other the civilizations, man. Here's the, the thing. Reptilians, here's honestly. the thing. We hear a lot about cat people, lizard people. All right, we get it. But where are all the marsupial extraterrestrials at? Exactly. Because if we're going to take a look at every zoo on the planet or any any group of animals, there's no doubt that the marsupials are hands down weirdest out of all of the other animals. So where's the marsupial planet and why haven't they come and contacted us yet? They're pretty strange, aren't they? <laughs> pretty strange. Thought about that. That is genius. Do and and gotta be one. And we don't. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, what? Damn it! Uh, we, we don't actually girl. know. Dang girl, were they all? Well, they're kangaroos, but they were genetically modified to be kangaroos. Same so. thing, man. Same thing, though, right? Yeah, it's a marsupial. We don't actually know. In the evolutionary chain, they're right. unaccounted for. They're, right. They don't. The biologists don't know where they. Science cannot prove where they came from. Right. So I think the missing link here is this marsupial theory, and there's a reason. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go. <laughs> but but I was gonna say some fucked up shit, but never mind. Go ahead. Well, but like, did the octopuses ferry them onto the planet? Because we need to explain them as well. 
it's it's possible but like i mean as you guys are saying this i mean so check this out right like we we have these 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 different so we have like a human humanish type uh thing which is the the, these nordics and then we have like a a feline uh type thing uh then we have an insect type thing which which are the you know the uh, mantids yeah the, the the mantids right so the the story is the story behind the reptilians is is that they're actually from another dimension right but they were so bad that they got pushed out of that dimension into our our realm and it just so happened to be in this area where all these other guys come from now they're a very war like species so they went down there and they kind of fucked shit up so as everybody left they scattered uh these these species kind of made their way to earth so we do have an insect we have a lizard we have a cat we have a human maybe they decided hey we should make some cool shit which is genetic modification which is the marsupial which is that missing link which comes from earth and maybe the next like highly developed uh you know species that comes from this planet that is going to be spacefaring isn't even human maybe millions of years from now it's going to be the marsupial and that'll just add to the gene pool of weird shit that's out in the universe now you have humans now you have marsupials now you have insects now you have reptiles you know now you have energy beings i mean the you know the the i hate to really endless you know when you go down that that rabbit hole i i love it I'm with you, and that's why we have you here, because this is breaking news, folks. I mean, other than the Australian biologists, we're the only ones talking about this. Seriously. Y'all, and- y'all have broken the ground here, boys, because <laughs> I've never heard anyone question the marsupial thing. So this is – I love this right now. I'm, I'm, I'm about to dive right in. Dude. I'm going to go what? even a step further. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do this. I'm going to have to break the ground. I'm going to have to – Say because Joe is talking some shit right now. He's talking some esoteric <laughs> cult shit right now when it comes to the marsupials, and we're talking about genetic modification. We know the Anunnaki were all about that, and we know all about these, uh, you know, the ancient astronaut theory, if you will. But I think that humans were next on. They we weren't finished being modified to step into that marsupial uh, uh, role, if you will, because there's a reason, right? Again, a lot of ancient religions make men circumcise themselves, okay? Because it's like a little pouch. If you're not circumcised, it's like a little pouch. So maybe we're the missing link. They wanted to turn us into marsupials 100%. Joe, they- <laughs> Joe, Ben, Juan just had a baby boy, so he's thinking about circumcision. Little it's on his mind. Hey, congratulations, though, man. That's <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> but, but come on, it's like a little pouch, right? It's like a little, you know, but and then... They just cut it off. Boom. No, no, you can't have that little pouch, bro. They can't have, you know, your true origin, right. which is to the marsupials. Right. They have little pouches. So Juan, you're going to teach your kid to like hold snacks in his fucking schmeckma there? <laughs> what, like, what yeah, do you do? Yummy Cheerios. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're not going to eat all that. He's going to put his Legos in there and take them to school. What the hell? <laughs> He's like, hold on. I got some Cheerios down Skittles. here. I've been stashing <laughs> Skittles, and you just like push it I'm off. Gonna, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna have to push back on that idea just a little bit. And now that now that we're really breaking it, when you first said it, I was like, this guy's brilliant. But now that we're discussing it, I'm gonna have to push back just a little bit. That's what we're waiting for. If I don't know what the evolutionary purpose of you know hiding snacks in your wiener is what what's but, the point of having that it, it, like you you bring up a good point what's the point of having the little hood what's it for 
Well, maybe you got maybe evolutionary. When we were growing up, we didn't have clothes. We were running through the thicket. We were having bushes scratch our wieners and stuff all the time. Maybe it was good to have a little extra skin down there to protect it. You know, and I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it now. Like, I mean, if, I mean, if you got one, cool, right? If you don't, you know, you just grew up in a religious family or something. You know, that's literally the only difference, right? Uh, somewhere down the line, your family was like super religious, and they were like, "Yeah, let's cut that little piece." Off. That's Did literally you, all that happened. But evolutionary you to, wise, you have to understand Juan is fucking with you. What he was really, <laughs> and what does that say though? There's different evolutionary paths, right? And we were getting onto this where the fact is, Juan, you're being an asshole to our guests <laughs> who are very nice to us. I love the Pez dispense. I you got that in my head. It's like yeah, the little skill dispense like that. You just <laughs> and you take it on. And you no. come on. I, it's a good. Okay, you guys. I'm wondering this marsupial theory. I'm fucking trying my best, and you guys are shitting I'm, all over me. And I'm talking about uh, not Chris too much, but Mark. I'm on to you, bro. Listen, listen. First of all, if there's gonna be big bugs out there, and there's grays, and be Nordics, big dicks, yeah, and there's big dicks. You know, here's my question: What do the Nordics look like? Are they just look like? Typical people from like, like me, Finland or whatever. Strong men. Little, they're a little fly. taller. They're a little bit taller. They're a little more pale. They, they, you know, they've been. And they get tans. I don't know. Never asked. Okay. Maybe not on their planet. They might have a blue, a blue door or a blue, whatever blue dwarf star. You guys, uh, you know and, and this is also like really uh, important too. Well, I don't know how important it is. If it's real, then it is really important, right? Right? Like if you're from this little area where there is multiple civilizations hanging out, they're not hanging out around the same star, right? Which means that they're all going to have different like evolutionary traits um, to them, right? Different tans, right? So we very well could be um, a product, a byproduct of these Nordic beings. Um, and so that's why we're bipedal and, you know, we have tin hands and toes and, and look human because that's part of their evolution. Now, when you get to here where we have like a regular sun, which is just a relatively small star, you know, or we might fuck. tan up yeah. a little bit more, uh, if you're around like, a uh, 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 what do they call them? Red dwarves, right? They don't put off a lot of light and stuff. So right. have you ever been anywhere sunny? Oh, hell yeah. I live in Texas. Yeah, so you get a tan, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, not, for sure. It's not like a, a like stretch of the imagination to think that if you like sat in a basement your whole life, you'd have one skin tone, and if you were mm. outside being a cowboy, you'd have another skin tone. There's right. like a variance in all people, right? Oh yeah, for sure. So well, all right, so we're dealing with Nordics, and they're basically really light skinned They all live in Finland or like somewhere around there, maybe. No. Or, or they are they everywhere now? We've seen them all? in South America, Possibly. Pennsylvania. Our past really, guest Michael Wan saw them in Pennsylvania, Chris. If we're if we're talking about it, if we're talking about it, like the history, right? The Caucasus Mountains are where the first uh uh whites, I guess whites Whitey. record of white people come from. Right. So maybe they landed there, they populated there, you know. Can they still fly around and are they interdimensional? Uh the Nordics would be. Not not us, not descendants, because we forgot. We don't know anything, mm. right? We're a civilization with amnesia. Well, oh, and okay, and right. to bring yeah, it yeah. back to the reptilians, that's something you guys I heard you mention is that the reptilians allegedly can't trace their origins back because uh, they've they've brought they brought themselves to such a dense place that they're almost like because that 
joke I made about, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Space Face. I was listening. Space Face was talking about the black holes. You, you guys said something on the podcast that really blew my mind. The level of negativity in a universe, in a galaxy, creates a black hole that eventually overcomes that negative whatever it is and brings it into a lower dimension, like self-correcting, a self-correcting universe. Right. Wow. Can I, can I, can you, you refer to them as holes of color? I don't like the black <laughs> holes. I like the term. <laughs> okay. All right. I feel more comfortable well, you, if you would refer to those. <laughs> yeah. You are the rabbit hole master. So I will de- defer to you for all the whole terminology. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a crazy idea. I'd never thought about that. Yeah. About how, you know, where you could, they're almost like egregores, right? Where we come mm. together as a collective conscious. What do you guys think about that? About these entities being, I think Mark brought it up earlier, about them being projections of our psyche. Because if you do open yourself up to these experiences, which a lot of people we've had Ryan Burns on, right? Our, our bro Ryan Burns, who has property at the Skinwalker Ranch, and he talks about how you have to invite these things in, and and you know you have to. So he sometimes sages himself down. It's like, is it? Are they demons and angels, or like what the fuck's going on? Like, are they are or are they on some craft taking off from some from some planet somewhere and traveling through? Mm. You know space and come in here like i don't get that's where I've, I've always like it's like they're interdimensional but then do they live on another planet or do they live in another dimension or is it both so, the same thing like, i think you're I, I think i think it could be all of those things yeah i really do you know sorry ben go for it i mean d- ditto all of those things also i just want to gravitate i'm gravitating toward the 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 term egregore because joe and i first learned of that term like like a month ago or something, we just didn't know that that existed, and now it's like <laughs> synchronicity, like just popping up everywhere, man. I was listening to your show, Mark, and like, uh, and your uh, episode on on the uh, Bledsoe said so. I'm like, oh my god, that 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 word keeps popping up. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like if we're going, uh, the the other thing I, I latched on to uh, is is the the relationship between okay, are these e- et what's the difference between ET and, and, and demons and like angels and all that stuff. I think that is just a word that we're doing our best as humans. And like, we've been around for eh, a little bit, a little while and, and languages change and uh, uh, transcribing different languages into another, those will all change. We, we've seen it. It's, it hasn't been that much time. Uh, we could even point to a lot of scripture in the bible like that's one of our oldest uh texts in, in uh well the quran and uh we could say oh well no that's not what it means at all like it translated into english like if you if you go back into a different language it means totally something else so what i think uh was once considered like a demon is just something that that we don't understand it's not from here uh I was given a message by something that I believe to be my Lord and savior, you know, my guide, if you will, that that is just something to stay away from. And that, that translation was lost in, in, and, and uh, synthesized into one word, which is like really easy for us to discuss. And it's like, just stay away from it. Just, Hey, just trust me. Hey, it's a demon. Just trust me. Just stay away. It's bad. Okay. doesn't mean like, like even the word demon, like, uh, we have a good friend, uh, Lynn Wallington, who, who is who is a witch that that says like even demons are not all bad. Like they're uh, which there's I'm, some demons that can be used for positive things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's literally a harness of power. Well, yeah, they say King Solomon, you know, 
managed all these demons and put them in their place and they built the temple of solomon right Galatia, so, yeah. yeah yeah know that yeah. that's cool that's really ben cool. did you just say your lord and savior told you to stay away from demons yeah uh, no not mine not mine specifically mine no. did it's like uh in context of like if, if uh as far as like the bible i was kind of like speaking to mm. like if you were if you were religious oh, kind okay. of the overall uh yeah so uh, i lord and savior is he man and he said <laughs> evil dude <laughs> he might he be like, really fucking accurate man look at that shit you got skeletor isn't it crazy mad castle shit <laughs> dude i'm welsh dude i'm welsh hats, bro it's all about fun Thundercats. Thund- you ain't thinking uh, about it, Juan, man. You Puerto Rican, bro. Not everything <laughs> is nice, bro. Not everybody got a motherfucking palm trees, son. You know what oh, man? bro, speaking of cat people, we got fucking, we got uh, y'all the Boath here. He is uh, uh, the... Juan, no, nobody, Juan, nobody now, knows dude. about your merch. Get your merch off the screen. The Juan on Juan Let's talk about this shit right here. Yeah, no, it's the all the boss, bro. It's the also, also, how can I become a fart boy? Because I want to be a part of that crew. Fuck the fart boys, bro. There, no, Ben, Ben, we will send you some fart boy stickers. Don't you worry. <laughs> hey, let's trade merch. I'll send all you know, Chris. You merch. walked away when they told us a fart story, dude. You'll have to no, re listen. I heard it. I heard it. I was I had to go get another beer. I heard it. Uh, I like, these fucking guys are so- <laughs> the audience. The audience wants to know how lit you are every episode. Because we get that in the Telegram chats, like, does Chris tell just Chris to shut the fuck up? I heard <laughs> that somebody sent me a message, like, tell Chris to shut the fuck up and let the guest talk. That's what I heard, bro. Sometimes you know, there's a what they call player haters. You know right, what I mean? Out right. there in the street, right? And we don't pay no fucking mind to them. People, and we don't because right? they're small people. And we don't people focus on the negative. Hey, hey! Oh, now right. you're being a player hater. Let's turn it around, okay? Don't player hate the game, right? You know right. What I need to know is we. Need we do we need to get i need the i need the thirty thousand of you guys because you guys are experts in the subject now because you guys are, you know what i'm saying so you guys are honed down on this thing called geology you tell me everything about rocks you know what i mean so you guys are honed down on this ufoology right and i need to know because you've had all these interesting conversations this that and the other what is the what is the takeaway i mean you go definitely there's aliens there's different types of aliens there's the this kind that kind the other kind right we've discussed that is there a hierarchy? Do they run the world? Like, you know what I'm saying? Can I have like, you know what I mean? I need to, I need to, sometimes I'm like a retard, right? I need to zoom out. I need things from far away, man. That's like the way I, I process things, you know? So like, you know what I mean? Can you describe it? Like, is, is there, is there, have we, thanks for the disclaimer, Chris. Initiation <laughs> books? Somewhere? I guess, I guess like in, in basic, like in the most basic way possible, like as, as far as I understand from talking to, to all these people is, okay, the mantids, they kind of run shit, right? They're the overseers. They're the watchers. They don't get their hands dirty. They created the small grays. The small grays are worker bees and the worker bees, they're not alive, but they're not dead either. They're more of like, like bio, like biomech. So like they are biology technically, but they're also mechanical. So they don't have souls or anything like that. They're just doing what they're programmed to do, which is kind of on a hive mind type operation. Right. Elon Musk is going to about to release one of those. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Seriously. 
and then and then you have these taller grays right which uh are sentient they do have souls apparently and they do kind of like the the doctor work so the grays would take you they would shuffle you off to this room they drop you off then these taller grays would come in and they would do whatever it is that they're gonna do and in the background watching all of this is the mantids and they're kind of overseeing everything that's happening now the reptilians are a little bit different they're kind of their own thing there are uh cases and claims of people seeing a reptilian uh you know uh, a gray uh, a mantid all together because just like us right not all reptilians are are bad uh, some of them are are good right uh same thing with with the different types of grays not all of them are awesome but not all of them are terrible either right so never, that's a that's new i never heard nobody say that before yeah i know uh, that's kind of sketch to that's me kinda I, don't dope, though. I kind of like that i you all know, right in theory that would be correct you guys right are now. showing your ass well you it, cha- it challenges our our uh our way of thinking right like everybody every, I personally like things to be very simple mm. and like, like you were saying, Chris, like zoom out. Hey, yo, like break it down for me. I, I do that often when I'm trying to tackle uh, any kind of problem solving thing. But I think this is a puzzle that we are just beginning to open the cellophane around that box. Like we're just, yeah. you know, like maybe the picture, but that's a, a smaller picture than it actually is. Also it's two dimensional. So once we pull out the puzzle, there's millions of pieces and also they're like, <laughs> three-dimensional objects that you have to put together so and then when you start getting into like the my lab stuff dude that's when shit gets just extremely crazy can you can you yeah can you explain that for the audience because i actually the guy i was referring to earlier that's how his conversation with me started beyond top secret texan great dude really smart you gotta you know take him for what he's saying i you know I don't try to, you know, go either way. He's my guest. I want to be respectful, but that's yeah. what he said he was a part of my lab. So what is my labs? So one of our good friends, uh, she's one of our best friends in the community, Melinda Leslie. Um, she's one of the leading researchers in my lab. She has over 35 years researching my lab specifically. And what it kind of comes down to is that there's different types of things that happen, right? If you're contacted or you're an abductee, my lab stands for military abduction. And so contactees will be contacted. They'll have abduction experiences. Then later on, what will happen is a military entity will then abduct you as well. And they will want to know what did the craft look like? Were you able to touch anything? Did they say anything to you? Did they show you any objects, any writing? Did they, they want to know like, what the fuck happened when you were up there, right? So they'll do a lot of interrogation. Um, like men and, in black type. Uh, try and figure out kind of what's going on with you. Now, some of these people, this happens to men and women, have claimed to have been taken by my labs. And sometimes, in some cases, they are working hand in hand with ETs. So there are occasions where, um, you know, they will see uh, grays standing around them at a table and while they're looking off in the distance, they'll see a military man uh, looks human. He's wearing a military uniform. He might have like a clipboard, maybe like a face mask on. Sometimes not. It just kind of depends. They'll be like taking, you know, 
uh, notes and stuff, and then they'll leave the room. But there's multiple human personnel in this building walking around. But there's also ETs in this building walking around. Now, this is where we get into that positive and negative ET thing. Like, I mean, if they can do all this other stuff, they have the free will to like be on a team if they want it to be, you know? Um, so the idea is that there is some sort of um, covert operation happening um, against abductees in order to gain information. And this is all done in secrecy um, instead of saying, Hey, um, look, my name is Jeff. I work for the CIA. We're trying to collect intel on abductees. We want to take this serious. Would you like to sit down and have a conversation? That's not what happens. Back in the day, they were like, we don't know anything. You're all fucking crazy. Stop talking about it. Now it's like, we all know the bare minimum. There's something flying in the sky. We don't want to talk about it, right? Like that's like the new paradigm that they shifted mm. to. But now, so like back in the day when it was off the books, hush, hush, don't you open your mouth, right? It's not like you can go as a government entity or a, a, a special program that's contracted out by the government to go collect information and be like, hey, are you into aliens? No, they'd have to come and fucking break in your house while you were sleeping, inject you with some serum, drag your ass out, take you to a facility that's maybe a mile away. Who knows? Could be underground, could be in the back of a of a moving truck. Um, it could be anywhere and they could be interrogating you. They could be saying all kinds of stuff, you know, and it's, this is, this is something that they've been investigating for a, a really long time. And she, she's got a lot of really, really good information on this stuff. And it gets kind of scary because there's a story where she is, uh, in this chair, um, and all of a sudden they're asking her information and she's saying, I, you know, I, I don't know. She's flustered. She's not exactly sure what's happening. And they, uh, they said, we'll bring him in. And so a reptilian apparently walks in a reptilian grabs her and starts ripping her body apart. Right. <laughs> and she realizes that, wait a second, this doesn't hurt. This doesn't hurt. Why doesn't this hurt? So then she immediately realizes this is a screen. They're, they're putting this as a memory in my head. They're, they want me to see this, right? So the screen memory fades away. And the military man that's standing in front of her says, if you don't answer us the next time, it'll be real, right? So you start getting these stories of like reptilians and ET interference and military guys that are all connected. You know, these women, they come home. And they've got like syringe holes in their arms and in their legs. There's bruises all over their bodies, you know. They're doing dope and they're fucking imagining. <laughs> 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 they're fucking it's balls. possible. What are you talking about, Doc? Chris. It's possible. Chris, these are Chris. Fucking off the space came back. Chris, these are stand up people. How dare you? <laughs> Yo, beam me up. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe out there in, in godless Portland where you are. Just do drunk. What do you think the percentage are of the people that's out there actually just fucking drunk or they actually just fell asleep at the wheel or, you know what I'm saying? Because there is, you say, hey, you said there's good and bad. So that means there's good Sasquatches, bad Sasquatches, all of the above. How much of this shit is full bullshit? Um, I mean, 99% of it could be full bullshit. All it takes is 1% to be real. I totally agree. Mm. Damn. Yeah. 
I totally agree. Fuck, Chris. But people got imaginations, bro. Like they do, they do. No, I I completely agree, and that's the hardest thing when you're dealing with this subject, you know. Um, but when you start to talk, man, dude, like I don't know, like you know, when you talk to like a like a like a vet who was like in Fallujah or some shit, yeah. they got that fucking dead stare, like like it's just something about them, dude. Yeah, some yeah. people like when they talk to you. They they have like a, a like I don't know it's either the best acting I've ever seen yeah. right or, or or there's something going on with them and then there's people who also tell stories that are just like yeah and then like fucking blah 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 and this and you're like Mars and I was fucking like super it was fun and shit. Like, that's why I wear this pyramid on my head now right and it's just it's like a real big show but then you get to these people who don't even want to talk like to the public and they're just like fuck like. I know that you guys are into this and I kind of wanted to say something, but like even talking to you, I feel like a fucking nutball, right? You get those people. Chris does that to everybody. Like the ones that I would be, because like, dude, listen, man, if you're out there selling, selling, fucking selling, you know what it is. You got a fucking book. You got something going on. You got to sell something. You're a fucking salesman for a reason. Yeah. Right. But if you're the guy that's like, yo, dude, like I got fucking abducted, homie. I live in a motherfucking log cabin. I ain't fucking with nobody. And don't come on my land. Yeah, it, it's it's surprising how. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, I was gonna say it's surprising how many uh, emails we get. Uh, yeah. Just saying, hey, I don't want to go come on the show. I enjoy the show. Y'all are, you know, we have a good time. Yeah. Y'all don't take it too seriously, and and it's it, you know it makes me feel better about my my experience. And those are really heartwarming. And then it gets really dark. It's like, hey, I just need to tell you my story. Mm. Here's here's you know, I mean we can write a book out of out of some of this stuff and it's just like man i i really appreciate just just connecting with those people and it's it's uh it is it, it gives me chills just thinking about some of those stories that, that people have reached out to that that we'll we'll never be able to tell those stories because they're like yo i just wanted y'all to know that y'all are on something in this episode specifically like mm. just needed to tell somebody don't want to don't want to be on your show but just just right. reaching out you know Here. those those are those are cool Here's the thing, though, because it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of the show where, you know, we talked about the brain and the vag on them implanting these memories. Reality is subjective, right? Your reality is your reality. So maybe to them that was real at that point in time. And you have those people, the people who make shit up, right, because, you know, they want the attention or whatever it is. But then like you said you have these people who don't even want to talk about they're traumatized, like, oh, fuck this, you know, because to them. One of the hermetic principles, right? All is mine, like, you know, whatever, as above, so below. So at the same time, you have to understand that a lot of this stuff, you know, we talked about Crowley saying, like, maybe Ayahuasca was his psyche talking to him. Maybe to him, he was talking to another entity, even if it was some, you know, subconscious of himself. Right. These people are encountering these actual maybe thought forms of their of their subconscious, right? You have Carl Jung talking about this sort of shit as well. So I think, you know, I think it it is real. To whoever it happened, you know, to to whatever it is, you know, your reality is your reality, and if and if you don't want to believe it, then you know. Well, and it's full yeah. circle to what we were saying before, with you know, with intention and and going out, and and you know, certain people are maybe magnetically attracting these kind of experiences. But I'd hate to to find out that I've magnetically attracted something as terrifying as a my lab uh incident right i mean geez i don't want a, a screen memory even if it's just a screen memory you know right. like it it sounds terrifying yeah, and you know the screen memory stuff is 
it's interesting because like, yeah, in that scenario, it's terrifying. Uh, Ben has a friend, a longtime friend of the family uh, who's, who's like really old now, but she was saying when, you know, when she was younger, um, she actually had uh, like a couple strange experiences, but one of the experiences was she heard a knock on her door, like in her house, Um, Ben, your headphones are off. I'm telling the story. Okay, I'll be right back. Just got pee ready. Oh, go for it, dude. Um, so she, you know, she was like, in in my room, I had a door that led to the outside. Well, I heard a knock on the door one evening, and I opened the door, and when I did, it was these three boys from school, and it was really strange because, you know, like I I knew them, but like we weren't friends, and they were asking me what I was doing, um, if I wanted to come out with them that evening. And I think at this time she was like 12. She said she was like, it was just really weird. And it was weird because all I remember is like midway up their, their, their tummies, like their stomachs up to their head. And they were wearing clothes that I remember them wearing like three years ago. She was like, it was just really strange. Well, then later on in her life, she had another experience where she woke up and she started walking down the hallway. And all of a sudden there was this tight, this tall light, being and it pointed something at her and all of a sudden is she said it hit her in the head and she woke up the next morning and there was a tiny little scoop out of her head and to this day she still has the tiny little scoop now a lot of abductees um will have little things like that happen to them they will have little scoop marks um little triangle marks on their bodies um sometimes if you put a black light up to them um you can actually see uh prints you can see uh implants you can see all kinds of strange stuff they'll come up under black lights yeah what's the triangle mark the triangle mark it's like three little dots in a triangle and they're really close together and you usually find them under the arms or in near the inner thighs sometimes up in the hip area um on women almost like uh like they're plugging a wire into you or something and pulling energy out or it, it might be, it might be a, a sedative, you know, like, like yeah. I said, like we're thinking of aliens and we think like, Oh, they just got these mind powers, but like they get you and they, they probably pump you full of drugs. You know, mm. they're using a technology we're just not aware of mm. in the case of like the whole, like, you know, like, uh, people seeing this blue light surrounding UFOs and stuff. Well, there's, there's been studies done at, you know, like Harvard and stuff that have been done that has stated that this blue light when it fires, it runs on the same blue light wave spectrum that every time the brain fires a synopsis to think, it runs on the exact same frequency, the exact same color, the light wave spectrum, everything. So when people will say, I saw a craft and they were telepathically communicating to me, it may not have been telepathic. They were probably using like a like a super powered like Wi-Fi to like transmit information to your head. Like I said, we as human beings have lasers and shit that can already make you hear things just by syncing up with your 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 brain waves. Mm. These craft are no different. They're using a technology that just isn't accessible to the rest of society yet. You know what I'm saying? And so for us, it's, it's, it's magic. It's, it's something unbelievable. They telepathically communicated with me when really maybe they were wearing a wristwatch, right? Something that's able to contact with you. Arthur C. Clarke. Internet. They say like, Oh man, like the internet was crazy. Right. But the thing that like pumped all the money into it and then ran the cables, they were like, it was porn, right. It was the porn industry. 
So wouldn't you think like at some point, like people would just be getting the most filthy dreams and they'd be like, yeah, we're going to string out these humans on pussy or whatever. You know what I mean? You'd, you'd weaponize it. You know what I mean? In some type of way, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's possible, man. It's possible. But is what makes porn interesting. The, uh, um, like, you know, you think about it, like, it's something that you do in private, like, right. You're on your computer, like you're on your phone. It's that whole sense of like maybe getting caught or like watching it with somebody that you like, you know what I'm saying? Jerking it in front of my neighbor. (laughs) Some people are like that, right? Some people are like that, but but the reason it's fun is because there's a certain kind of taboo about it, right? That's what makes it fun. Well, imagine if you're a, if you're a civilization that has a hive mind, right? Everybody's just thinking of porn all fucking day. (laughs) Then like, how are you going to get anything done? Right. You know, if you decide you want to commit a crime, like there wouldn't be premeditated murder because everybody has a hive mind. We already know what you're going to do. You can't think I'm going to go home and jack off because everybody knows that's what you're going to go do. And and hive mind, you start to lose those types of qualities, negative qualities that pop up in the human brain because you're able to keep it private into yourself. Right. What happens in a society where you can no longer keep your thoughts private? Well, you. And, and you brought this up on that episode I keep referencing. Great episode. I highly recommend anyone tuning into this. Just immediately go over and listen to that after you listen to our Patreon episode. But um, enough about that. On the subject of porn, um, I have to bring this up since we came back to this. Why are there so many uncircumcised or why are there so many circumcised penises in porn if that's a religious thing? Right. Why, what does that say about religion? If all of these people are anyways, enough it's back taboo that, <laughs> that criminalizes and makes sex nasty. Mm, that's why right. you get into it, bro. Right. Right. But <laughs> if you were to take over an entire population, you would go straight to the root, you know, which is the root chakra, the sacral the chakra. Sac, the yeah. sacred chakra. But I'm telling you, bro. And I want to, and I want to touch on something real quick because Right, we know about Admiral Byrd. We know about a Forrestal, right? Which a lot of people disregard Forrestal because they focus on the bird, right? They focus on the uh, high jump and the hollow earth and all this shit, right? Uh, what do you guys think? Because this is around the same time with the treaty that's allegedly Eisenhower signed with the extraterrestrials when it comes to this. Because, I mean, after, you know, we have uh roswell a little bit you know before that you know 47 48 whatever, mm-hmm. whatever year that was and then you know we have the the admiral bird high jump and some shit happened you know the nazis and all this stuff and it's like oh he signed a treaty with these extraterrestrials and it's okay to experiment on a portion of the population and, you know just leave the other one do you guys think that's real or you guys think it's bullshit or what, what do you guys think about that I would love to believe that that's real because it would solve so many problems. It would solve so many issues, so many questions. It would be the answer to a lot of questions. It would make things very like, oh, that makes sense. Yep. All right. I get it. I mean, right, Joe, uh, American Horror Story is a perfect depiction of exactly <laughs> that's exactly what everybody wants, right? Yeah, that that the latest season of American Horror Story was pretty good. Um, does that... Do I believe that that story happened? I think maybe 15% of it happened and the rest of it is folklore. But do I believe that our government has had zero contact with any sort of other type of civilization? Absolutely not. I think we definitely have had, uh, had contact with, with somebody, you know? And, and I think we, over the years, this is just pure speculation, pure speculation. 
But I think I think over the years, you know, we used to get a little, hey, here's some technology and trade for I do I that that concept of a, a trade off of of technology versus okay, well, if, if you give us some good technology, you, you can experiment on X amount of humans a year and just you know just don't tell us about it. So it's it's plausible deniability. Uh, and I think maybe that contract has been fizzling out and that's this is where we see it popping up in the news again because we're poking the bear a little bit like hey where's the new shit mm. like we got cell phones we got ipods right that, i mean those were cool but like um i wonder what's next you know i almost feel yeah because like it, it like ain't segways now it's like the modern day roswell right because there's another theory about roswell that like fucking like shakes me to my core which is like even scarier and more fucked up than it just being aliens and your government covering it up, you know, like what? the idea that back in the day that they were trying to actually test how atmospheric pressure works because they were already planning on going to space. If you, if you look at uh, project horizons in 1952, they had already decided that before the sixties even hit, they wanted to be launching 62 rockets into outer space. Right. Did that happen? Maybe. Maybe that's where that other secret space program came from because we didn't launch anything until 69. If we even launched anything in 69. And I do believe that we have been, but wasn't it 69? Fuck if I know. Um, but the other theory behind Roswell is the fact that like us and other governments were testing uh, high altitude balloons and, and uh, certain craft that could go in the high altitudes and at the time, you would have a lot of like um, orphans and like special needs children and people who got dropped off in these insane asylums and just basically left and forgot and, and left to rot for the rest of their lives. And so what they would do is that they would sometimes come by and they would pick up these kids and they would send them up in high altitude balloons. And then when they would land, they would test, they would look at the human body and see what happens to the human body. So it just so happened that maybe in that time period that they were doing that and a balloon crashed out there and they needed to go out and find out where the fuck it landed because everybody was going to find out on the news and that's why they had three small caskets it wasn't for three alien bodies but maybe it was for three human children bodies that they were doing live testing on that nobody cared about you know uh, which is more fucked up than just aliens landing crashing in a, in a flying saucer you know well, and, and so that if if that was on my watch my first inclination would be like tell them it was fucking aliens i don't care what right. you say tell them it was uh it was a spaceship from mars what i don't give a goddamn what, what you say what you tell them just don't tell them the truth and so the news what? came out and they were like yeah you know, a saucer crash in roswell new mexico 1947 and then the government was like fuck that, that was a stupid story okay let's try something else weather balloon let's just go weather balloon that way they don't know we murdered little kids and that there's not aliens and secret technology like we got to cover this shit up right Mm. so it seemed like it could have been just like a big fuck up pr nightmare on there well to (laughs) bring to bring it figure out what to do with it now i'm not saying that that's correct yeah three alien bodies totally could have crashed uh in a spaceship in roswell new mexico yeah i'm all on board with that but like we also have to look at these other things going on like damn did they do something like that because that's more fucked up right (laughs) well and and to bring it back to because you're bringing up durables and balloons and stuff i mean 
Dirigibles. Dirigibles. Thank you, Chris. To to bring it back to the, I think you, I forgot his name, but you, it was like the first person you mentioned when we were talking about the secret space program, and you you mentioned how he tracks the aircraft and and he's sort of like he believes the secret space program exists, but is you know maybe the most grounded person researching it. It like kind of it reminded me of uh, breakaway civilizations and and Walt. Walter Bosley's work and like how he described that where they were at with weather balloon technology in the 1850s, you know, over the course of a hundred years going over to Roswell, they could have been advanced enough with their flying technology to have something that resembled a saucer. Maybe they were still using balloons, but there's a great case to be made that, you know, maybe that had something to do with it. There was, you know, some kind of breakaway civilization they're trying to cover up. Yeah, one of the greatest things that he said that like really opened my mind to the idea, like Michael Strat is the guy you listen to if like you're like, okay, I want to get into the human side of this. Like if you don't want to think everything is aliens and you kind of want to like break into that, what can humans actually do? Michael Strat is phenomenal, dude. I swear to God, like we had him on the show. Y'all can go check it out on the UFO Garage podcast with Michael Stratt. The dude's amazing, right? But one of the coolest things that he was talking about was back in the 1800s when there was a mysterious uh, airship wave uh, over the United States. In the 1800s, there was a massive amount of reportings of these airships that were flying through the air. We have one here in Aurora, Texas, uh, 1897, the Great Airship of Texas. I think it was in 90, 90, 1897, somewhere, somewhere around there. I'm not too far off, but one of the things that he was saying, there you go. Yeah. One of the things he was saying is that in one of these towns, an air balloon came over the town and in the balloon, they dropped these ropes down. Now men came down with rose colored glasses. They were men. They came down. There was dogs barking up on the deck and they were asking for water and they were partying. And like, like clinking glasses and drinking champagne and drinking champagne. Right. And this is back in the 1800s. So they go back up into the ship and they leave. And this ship is depicted as like the hull of a ship with like these giant bat looking wings. It's got these massive spotlights on it, ropes off the sides. So this is something that seems like it would be a little bit more human created. But if we're talking in the 1800s, what was happening in the late 1800s, right? It was the gold rush. And so all the railroads and things like that weren't 100% built yet. So what's the fastest way to get gold from the West Coast over to the East Coast? You fly that shit, right? So there was a group of scientists who got together and figured out how to fly some shit um, before anybody else did. So if we're talking about the same guys that figured out how to fly gold from the West Coast to the East Coast uh, and within a day, um, and they figured out how to fly in the late 1800s. Those guys probably figured out how to launch a rocket to the moon by the 40s. Mm. Dude, that sounds like Wild Wild West with Will Smith. Exactly <laughs> what we thought. Wow, wow, people, you know, being NASA, the CIA, those are the breakaway civilizations. Now they may not always agree, right? But those guys kind of are the breakaway civilizations, you know, they're mm. so compartmentalized so far down that you would never find the end of it. Right. You know, one thing to add really quick before we get into, you know, the year that this was popular, if, if this theory and, and these stories are correct, 
where I, I, I see some validity in it is shortly after is the industrial revolution with with the, the combustible car engine and train, all those stuff, very slow as far as moving stuff from one place to the other, but very profitable. Mm. What isn't profitable is something that's fast, cheap, and reliable. Uh, yeah. If you want to make money, you just don't make things that are fast, cheap, and reliable. It just That's just plain business. So yeah. Yeah. It makes sense that that wouldn't be in the public. And if the government does know about a secret space program, right, um, they won't talk about it because it's plausible deniability. If we have things that are able to run on ion drives and things that are able to just like skip the atmosphere and fucking basically teleport up somewhere or that can safely make it into space. Like if people have been doing this for a long time, that's uh, that's possible deniability, right? Because uh, we've had a couple of space shuttles explode, right? So that is now they're complacent, right? That's a, that's a crime. If you know that there's something else that works better and you personally put human lives on a, on a massive bomb and try to shoot it up into space. Now you're a criminal, right? Everybody who's in these, these networks are now criminals because they knew about it ahead of time. If there is a space program, we have pilots, we have human beings dying in airplanes, getting shot down. We have space astronauts that are exploding. Like, if there's something better, why aren't you using it? Because that's going to be the next question. When we find out that there is a secret space program, if there is, the next question is to be like, why the fuck aren't the rest of us using that? And why are people dying in, in uh, air travel, right? So that's corporations, that's government, that's that's a lot of people that are going to be in some trouble, right? Right. But the shitty thing is, is even if we do find out, none of those people will be held accountable. Mm. Right. Wow. You think there's Bill and Ted like excellent adventure like style phone booth out there? That fucking guy. In I hope so. I hope to God there is. Who's to say I don't have one right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're coming as a Rufus, dude. Dude, you sounded like a French cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, boys, I think that was let me let amazing, me right? thank dude. you, Juan. And let me let me just say, first of all. Your podcast is fantastic. This podcast was even, I think it was our best episode yet. So thank you guys so much. This was so much fun. But real quick, if I ever have any shot at being on your show, it sounds like I have to have like some kind of experience, a UFO experience. So let the audience know. Maybe, okay, play along. Where's the, where's the most likely spot on the earth where someone, in your opinion, We'll run into a UFO. Is there a hot spot? Am I just totally asking a dumb question? But if somebody wants to see a UFO, where would you recommend they go? This guy. First off, I want to say, dude, this is like the most fun we've ever had on anyone else's show. Like it's usually just me and Joe trying not to be awkward, but you guys are <laughs> funny. Yeah. Like I have literally, I've had the funnest time. Thank you for having us. Mashed wavelengths for sure. We got to have the same crew on our show. Let's do, we have to make that happen. Like let's ASAP. do it. Uh, but it's funny you bring that up because we, we just were, uh, Joe and I were just talking about this uh, uh, a, a few days ago. Like uh, I, I told the story about my family. Uh, my uh, uncle is a police officer. He, he uh, came across this manatee after a hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico, uh, south of Houston. And it was like this this thing like it was like folklore oh yeah we see there's like a a, a, a a pot of manatee that that live in the gulf of mexico and it's like this thing that's been around for years but it turns out no 
that they don't live there. They're just escaping their hurricane from Florida and they just follow the Gulf coast. Like you have to go where the manatees actually live to see the manatees. You don't just go to the Gulf coast, hoping to see this elusive pod that maybe lives there. So I, I love that question. Like, where do you go to see UFOs? Uh, so th- that's all just to give some color to, 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 to my answer is you go where the ley lines are. And uh, Sedona, Arizona is one of those places. Uh, another place is in your backyard. I think you can make your own ley line if you have the right intention and uh, the right uh, uh centered i guess uh frame of of mind like you can't just go out in your backyard and like expect to see ufo with a camera in your hand you also have to have military grade night vision goggles (laughs) (laughs) be uncircumcised right what's the ratio to circumcised versus uncircumcised is that it depends on how many cheerios you can hide in the the, the pocket dude (laughs) fucking skittles What's oh, that one man. toy where you lift up the head and it fucking the Pez? The Pez? Spencer, yeah. <laughs> he said that already, Juan. Jeez. All right. Gentlemen, so much fun. Yes, yes, and yes, we would love to do a show whenever and any time in the future, because this was fun. Um great answer, cause ley lines, I mean, I don't know how much of my show you listen to, but personal favorite topic, ley lines. And I do like that idea that maybe the five of us here in our own separate locations created some kind of ley line network connecting us all. So if you're in Kansas, like I said, and you're in the middle, go outside and look for UFOs because you're at the intersection. They're going to likely be there. But anyways, tell the folks where they can go to find your show, how they can support all that good stuff. And, uh, and yeah, that's Illuminati confirmed. You gentlemen have been confirmed. It's sad that Juan is in Miami for this episode and doesn't have his soundboard because normally he's like the <laughs> this guy. He's doing that all episode. So uh, so Not yeah, as gay as Mark, but he's the soundboard guy. <laughs> That's well, awesome. I have one. Let them know. Too. Ben's got a pull. There we go. You guys. Well, that's, that's one of them all. The horn. Dude, we gotta have it. We, we gotta have it. We gotta get something like that. Okay. Not like that one. <laughs> Man, you can find us at ufogaragepodcast.com. Come over there, check us out. We've got all the episodes. I mean, you can find us anywhere that you stream podcasts. Uh, right now, we've got a cool thing going on where anytime you buy some UFO Garage merch, 20% of it gets donated back into the community to whoever needs some help. Right now, we're helping out in only archives. Actually, that's done. we got to write him a check. But we are going to be helping somebody else out here pretty soon. Um, the last one we did was Anomaly Archives. Cool place here in austin they uh during covid rent spiked everything shut down they're a non-profit so they're looking for a home and that's what we did this last quarter was try and raise some money for them so uh yeah anytime you guys come over and help us out we're always helping to throw back in the community so come check us out ufo garage podcast Woo. i love it hey, i love it thank you so much again man this this was this was great great meeting all, all of you guys heck yeah UFO garage podcast.com or UFO garage.com UFO garage podcast.com. I love it. The UFO garage one. It it, it was expensive. So Mm. (laughs) (laughs) well, that's, I think that's an actual business somewhere on one of the moons of Jupiter. But anyways, folks, thank you so much 
for listening and uh, be sure to go and subscribe to UFO Garage Podcast wherever you're listening to Illuminati Confirmed. You have been confirmed. say you have a new 1200 jacket 300 small 300 medium 300 large 300 extra large just to fulfill orders for a basic size run 1200 jackets at 40 bucks a jacket you do the math it's like sixty-five thousand bucks right something like that right it's a lot of bread minimum to do factory order one style one colorway sixty-five thousand bucks right you can see how garment production gets skyrocketing right and what you know is about business, they have nepotism. So people get job because that's my daddy and he gave me the job, right? Hmm. So it's all about context and all that shit. So for me, I went over there and I got shit house drunk with these guys, these Chinese guys. Before you knew it, at the end of the night, they got their arm around me and they tell me, I love you. You're my brother. And I have no minimums with China from that point on. So being myself and being a fucking, and I can't, like I said, I can't. It's the only thing, it's the only currency I have. You know what I mean? At some level, it's like, that's what we're selling. We're selling our three opinions bouncing off of these people. Right. So, so it's weird sometimes because I hear people like, I don't know, you, you see it sometimes. Sometimes you'll see people that wear clothes and it don't look right on them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I just don't ever want to be perceived as that person. Yeah, sometimes I am kind of lit on here, but fuck it, you know? What what else are we doing? Not at all, dude. You, you, I totally see you in China doing that. Like, 100%. that's 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 how you, that's how you excel at business. And so many people try to phony themselves into being good at business, and they fail. No, bro. Being, you know, my mom always said, man, it's like you get more bees with honey. You know what I'm saying? Just be nice to motherfuckers. Doesn't mean, you know. Nice doesn't, and, um, and you know, the way that pose these questions, you know, it doesn't, it's not nice unless you're lying. And you know what I mean? It, it, it's only rude if you, if you're making things up, if not, man, you should be able to double dutch your way right into that question and answer it with confidence, you know? Mm. I mean, sure. Right. You know? So it's like, even when you were like, yo, do you guys have any? He was like, yeah, actually I went outside and I saw some orange, you know, orbs go over the, you know, like, all right, cool. That's dope. You know, I fuck with that. Right. Oh, this is going to be amazing. You're doing it in real time. Doesn't this look kind of gay, though? Like, I'm, like, uh-huh. cutting Nicolas Cage's mouth. Like, no. where am I going to put this? <laughs> no. is going to come back hard as a rock. Uh, dude, Juan is going to be like, yo, can you send me that JPEG? <laughs> oh, shit. I fucked it up. Yo, the only time I ever think I ever saw a UFO was in Barcelona one time. And we were about to get jumped by these people. And we all looked weird because we were all staring up at the sky. I think they were like, look at these tourist motherfuckers. Huh. We were like bugging because we we're like, yo, that thing ain't moving right, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then we got out of it somehow. I don't even know. Really. What do you mean real time? What do you mean? You're like, you're doing this in real time. Yeah, well, I'm not going to wait till tomorrow. <laughs> no, I mean, with the, um, oh, like, I guess, sh- 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 screen sharing. I guess you didn't, you know. Right. No. 
I'm not uh, that computer savvy, dude. That's all right. I'm I'm learning. I also, when I was a kid, thought that like it might go away. Like you're computers like, might, eh, might not be a thing. Not gonna last to, like, forever. About. What? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't. Not gonna last forever. <laughs> Seventy like, years like, later, it's like that'll yeah, only be around for a while. No, it's like it's like yeah, it's not gonna be around forever. And then it's like seventy years later, and you're like in a sci-fi. You're like holy. You're like hooked up to. <laughs> Imagine if you could have bought stock in hip hop. You know, and you could at some level you could buy like, bro, Tommy, Tommy Boy or EMI or you know. Dude, somebody just dropped some real knowledge in the Telegram chat the other day. No. They were like, hip. Uh, they they broke down hip-hop. They were like, hip, being up on what's going on, oh, and then hop, the movement. And I was yeah. like, holy shit. The movement of being ahead of the curve. Like, that's what hip-hop means. I never thought of that. I thought it was like a hip, a hop, a hip, it, a hip, it. Like I thought, like it was just like a, a pantomime. Wait, are you familiar with KRS-One? Do you know about any of that stuff? Yeah, I used to listen to him. But have you ever listened to his Temple of Hip Hop? I've probably heard a song off of it, but my music, like you, come from the generation of like buy a CD and listen to every song. I come from the oh. generation of like pick and choose the top songs. So it's a little. Like I heard KRS One, but I heard him through like algorithms. Yeah. No, I I hear you, but uh, what I'm telling you is you need to check out Temple of the Hip uh, Temple of Hip Hop. Well, Temple of Hip Hop is his school, his like esoteric school. Oh, he teaches like online he's courses like, or he's something. Like, he's not a Mason, but he says that he's like revered as a 33rd honorary degree, like Manly P Hall, and he's talked about it endlessly in youtube videos and they're incredible oh dude you gotta move it a little bit wait down straight down straight down straight no 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 uh, uh, uh the other way back back where it was nope the other way stop down straight down i know straight okay hold on okay. it looks like he has a hitler mustache it looks like hitler yeah <laughs> juan will get so mad if he sees it Dude, Juan's gonna be so jealous, dude. Bingo, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how easy that was, dude. What the hell? That's so yeah, funny. Seriously. The only problem is I can't see you guys. <laughs> Do you think he can... <laughs> like he ate you, dude? <laughs> You're trying to get back out. <laughs> That's fantastic. Dude, we need to do every episode with this, the intro. Like, I'll just come up with different, like, faces and just... Yeah. Holy shit, this is hilarious. Can you see my mouth moving? Is that... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, I got to cut an eye hole out so I can actually see what I'm doing. Yeah, put the eye hole where the nostrils are, dude. Oh, yeah. Look at this, how big this chip is. This thing's amazing. <laughs> I 
Okay, it's kind of enough to see. Well, that's gonna be so jealous, dude. What do you think this guy's doing? Eating peanut butter or something, dude? What do you think he's doing, dude? I don't know. <laughs> he's... <laughs> yeah, he's eating peanut butter. <laughs> See, it's an ass peanut butter. <laughs> I got a, I got one more uh, idea to make this complete. I'm gonna like use a coat hanger and and extend the head. Wait, okay, I can't wait to see. My son, my son, you're here, my son, my son, you made it. I love you, my son. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Weston, it's so good to see you. <laughs> oh, that fucking KFC was bomb. I knew it was some shit like that. Did dude. you drive to KFC? No, my girl's mama picked up some KFC on the way home. She's a keeper. Very underwhelming reaction to this hilarious thing that I just spent a lot of time setting up. <laughs> no, I think it's fucking great, bro. I think you did a great job. Well, we're going to like blow up on YouTube once people see this, dude. The fuck oh my God, this is going to be so good. Who knows, huh? <sighs> Anyways, that's good enough. I'll fix it later. Yeah, let's record this shit, man. Old show. Old chicken eating one. Time's a ticking. Oh, we're already recording. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are on Illuminati Confirmed. Wrapping up. For the first time, we did an intro as an intro. We actually did a real intro for this podcast. So this is the real outro for this podcast. What's going on, Juan? What'd you think of uh, Joe and Ben? I told you these guys were going to be great. I mean, their energy when I was listening to their shows, good. Their dynamic is good. They're funny guys. So, I mean, we're fucking awesome. So I think it went great. You know, I think it was fucking amazing episode. Agreed. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? Exactly what Juan said. Come on, Chris. You got to say more than that. You got to give us more than that, bro. Yeah, I mean, you know, they were good, man. They were fun to talk to, you know, and it's like, you know, I don't know, dude. Fuck, man. They were like regular. So that's rad, you know? Sometimes motherfuckers ain't regular and try to be up on a high horse and shit and try to like not talk to you regular and they try to hide behind words. And At least you could like pin them down and be like, hey, what happened? They'd be like, yo, listen, I seen that fucking UFO ball lightning thing, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. Okay, cool. Moving on. What else? You know? Oh, well, this guy says this. And All right, cool. You know? It was cool because it's not like I don't think they were married to any of it, but I think they're like, this is all the shit that we've been hearing. Um, 
right. you know, take it for what it's worth, you know? And I, I will have to agree with that um, point of view, unless I misunderstood, <laughs> it was possible. No, no, I think they were pretty down to, no pun intended, down to earth, you know what I mean? Talking about aliens and shit. And I always, I, you know, I enjoy talking about extraterrestrials and these things. And it was one of the first things that I really got into. I think we should have a Bigfoot guy on next, bro. Yo. Yes. How come I haven't done any movies about Bigfoot yet? M- movies? Oh, <laughs> fucking guy. What are you talking about, man? Nick um, Cage, bro. I'm Nicholas Cage. Show some fucking respect, Chris. Oh, I forgot, dude. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Can you do a better Nicholas Cage impression than this? <laughs> it's it's literally not possible. I can't, yeah. Anton <laughs> does a pretty decent one. Um, Nicholas Cage, you know what I mean? All that shit. Have you seen the movie yet, Mark? The unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, I've seen it. It's great. And I've seen Sasquatch too. I actually paid him to have <laughs> sex with my ex-wife. Oh man, Sasquatch is a full humunculi, but he's also a cuck. Sasquatch is definitely not a cuck. I was the cuck. It was great. <laughs> Have you guys seen Prime? Uh, I think it's called Primal or primal yeah that's how i get every set i tell the director listen if i don't have only green m&ms i'm gonna go primal (laughs) (laughs) no but but bigfoot like has sex with a i mean he rapes her pretty much on in that movie primal oh wow Bigfoot rapes a bitch in the woods she's just out walking she gets raped by bigfoot and his hut yeah i'm gonna look it up for you right now is that this broke back but we like sasquatch it's called, I'll tell you right now. I never saw that. It's Hollywood. There's no laws. There's no police department in Hollywood. <laughs> I used to work there. It's called Primal They gave me a ride along. Dude, your fucking background is disturbing, Juan. <laughs> I know. Yeah, who is like that guy? <laughs> who is that Herb? You like that? That's some fucking, some noob, some podcasting noob that... It looks like a C-list actor. I'm uh, at least I'm a B-list actor. Hey, Nicholas Cage, what do you think? He's son of a bitch. It's great. They could write a movie. These guys, I'll star in it. <laughs> they are writing a movie, dude. Yeah, what's it about? Send me a script. Send me a script. I'm, I've acted in everything. All right, I lost the Nicholas Cage accent. We're gonna change it up. <laughs> you can't even see. We got no motherfucker. <laughs> That was a good impression. I get, I got, give me some credit. Primal rage, bitch. <laughs> Anyways. No, but I had fun, dude. I thought, I thought it was a lot of fun. And I think we should do more. I think we should have a Bigfoot guy. I want to, I want to talk to a Bigfoot expert. Can you guys, can you guys uh, give me some credit for that podcast magic there though? I mean, that was kind of cool. I did not expected to go that fun and i i just kind of hit you up what today and said hey can you guys do this so that was pretty nothing new there dude i mean that's literally mark i mean he's like uh you know two minutes before an episode hey dude you want to fucking jump on a fucking podcast hey hey, it's supposed to be for my family thinks i'm crazy but we could make it illuminati confirmed yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then you complain that you don't have enough episodes for your fucking regular show uh, no, I complained about that for one week because I moved to a new apartment. That's all. All right. Just making sure because yeah. he's blaming us, Chris. He's like, I fucking focusing all my energy on Illuminati confirmed and not focusing enough on my. my I never once crazy. said that. 
I heard you, bro. That's like, hilarious. This show's bigger than my show already, and I don't fucking <laughs> like that shit. So, <laughs> wow, <laughs> blasphemy. That's libel. I should call Joe and Ben and see if they have any UFO lawyers I could fucking sue you with. Mark Tech had to take his time to get his layer right. You know what I mean? He's like, look at it that. La- I mean, it is a like an orgy for hippies in that place, dude. More, <laughs> more fucking materials on the wall and research, you know what I mean? Equipment in the form of books and, you know, feathers for tickling feet and whatnot, you know? Listen. I, I see what's happening, man. I got you, though. The feathers, the feathers keep me in connection with my guides. Who are they? And the hippie, the hippie decor just keeps all the bohemian bitches around. You know what I'm saying? What? <laughs> Yo, fabric, everything. So I, I love it, dude. It gives off a good vibe, dude. I really, you know, back in the day, they put, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, carpets on the wall to keep your motherfucking house warm. Right. You know that? Yeah, that's. Yeah. Motherfucking, you got the goddamn uh, rock walls. You know, you put a big ass. Uh, like tarp up on the wall, keep that shit warm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it looks cool. You know what I mean? Only yeah. the hippies, only really hippies do it now. You know, you don't, you don't see that practice very. You don't see the, you go to somebody's house a very modern aesthetic, and they don't have some big fucking tapestry on the wall for Christ's sakes. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm an artist, man. You wouldn't get it. Oh, I get all my decorations from head shops, so. Yeah, dude, totally. Where do they sell those blue monkeys with eight arms, dog? Oh man, very specialized stores, man. Like, you gotta get it. You can... <laughs> dude, those stores we have them out here, like dozens of them in Portland, dude. They sell incense and they sell papers and they sell like posters and like little glass pieces and oh, they're great, dude. The head shops out here are extreme, bro. That's why everyone's homeless. Spend all their money at the head shops. Dude, tapestries, bumper stickers for days, dude. Whole books of bumper stickers. Pick out whichever one you want, man. You'd love it out. Mark, get out here, bro. (laughs) I got to show you some shit, dude. They got like selection of pins for your jacket like you've never seen before, dude. Yo, Chris, are you going to come down for the show or what? What are you going to do? I want to come down. uh... (coughs) Excuse me. I want to come down to Florida for maybe like end of july like i was saying but we got to make sure that those oh, hopefully those dates all line up you know well make us make it happen bro i'm gonna be a paranoid american so let me know if, if uh you're gonna come down so we can link up i'm going for sure i mean i have my tickets so that's a that's paranoid american is a a podcast that they are gonna be recording live in no is it miami paranoid it's in jacksonville so it's north florida North Florida. On the East Coast. And then I'm going to be with Paranoid American, which is one of my co-hosts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He does, com- he does comic books. He's the comic book push- publisher. Right, right. He's local to me. Comic book so pusher. We're going to be uh, up there. And I was... I, I talked to Owen uh, Bootsy Greenwood. He's he's in the... Like, he's close by. He's in Georgia. Hmm. Yeah, so Owen's can, a great guy. I was going to have him... We, we got to get him on this show. Yeah, he's funny. He's great. I love him. So he's close by. He said he might be able to come through because it's a swarm tank. So we get to present our right. conspiracy, which is what I'm excited about. Right. And you were going to propose what conspiracy again? The lizards of the DMV. Dude, you're not supposed to say it, dude, are you? I mean, unless somebody, I mean, I I've already. Think- 
going to get out in front of you, dog. They're going to be like $401, motherfucker. <laughs> I've already talked about it before on, on fucking shows too much, though. Yo, look at Mark's new face, though, dude. Oh, my God. Mark, you got to get rid of the black part, dude. That is some Alex Jones swag right there. You need Listen. your soundboard, Juan. It would be on right now. Yo, next week, I'll be, Juan, I'll be back home next week. Juan, I have a message for Sam Tripoli. <laughs> Tell him the marsupials are in danger. They're making the marsupials gay. They're put, they killed Steve Irwin. He knew the truth. Can, can you clip this for the intro, like the free five minutes on the episode? Clip what? I'll get my Jamie on it. Jamie, get over here. Where's Hibbler? Tell Hibbler I want to touch his nipples again. <laughs> What's going on? I've been to Bohemian Grove. I've seen it. What do you want to know? I'm here on Illuminati Confirmed. Yo, is Tara listening to you right now, bro? She's like, what the fuck did I get myself into? Yeah. Do you have any questions for Alex Jones while I'm here? I gotta get back to InfoWars. He's being sued into fucking bankruptcy, isn't he? Is that right? That's all. Yeah. That's all propaganda from the demonic Democrats. They're uh, lying to. They're <laughs> lying to MSNBC. They're they're telling everybody that I'm wrapped up in these lawsuits. The truth is, I've been to Connecticut. There's a lot of good patriots there. And there there's a lot of good help on my side, and uh, you know everybody's uh, getting up together and, and supporting us on Infowars. Get their get their, your emergency uh, food kit. We, we got a, a two years <laughs> uh, stock vitamin, of food. The vitamin D or whatever the fuck. Yeah, you got. Make sure you have vitamin D. See, I haven't had enough vitamin D today. That's why I sound a little off. I have a a little bit of a voice problem right now because I haven't had enough vitamin D. <laughs> Yo, Juan, you better stop giving your wife that vitamin D, son. You're gonna have more kids, bro. Uh, oh, yeah, I heard. I heard Miami. You get a lot of that um, black vitamin D. <laughs> <laughs> no, we talked about it. We're not gonna fucking have any more, bro. It's too rough. Well, if you got a girl this time, though. Juan, you better be careful if you get yourself down there in one of those hospitals down there in Florida. They might give you a vasectomy that they can't reverse. You know, they do that snip snap. And you, you think the, the vasectomy is going to be reversed and, and they just snip and they snap and they snip. And next thing you know, you're pissing out of your, your ass cheek. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Thanks for coming on, Alex. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me, boys. <laughs> Uh, this is Illuminati confirmed. Uh, this is Alex Jones. This is Mark. Uh, slimy, slimy Mark. And uh, this is Juan. Fucking Christ, bro. Oh, man. All right. Well, we're going to do that. We're going to do that in the Patreon episodes, probably. Maybe come up with some fun characters. Alex Jones is probably the best impression I could do, unfortunately. So that's as good as it gets, folks. But come on to the Patreon if you want to see Juan and Chris make fun of me some more pretty good actually. i mean i can't believe you didn't record when you fucking spilled that juice on your i your did soundboard. spill uh amazon jungle juice on my roadcaster and what's weird is i smell this really weird smell like plastic burning like 30 40 minutes into the interview and i was like looking at my roadcaster like oh my god oh my god oh my god what's gonna happen uh so i think i need to just like go to the chinese food restaurant and ask them if i can put my roadcaster in a barrel of rice (laughs) (laughs) yeah i gotta go to my old chinese food delivery job and be like benny you got a barrel of rice for my roadcaster (laughs) 
Dude, it works though. Have you ever did that? It worked on my phone one time. It was bro, sick. It's just a fucking myth, bro. You fucking stupid, dude. The shit worked on my phone. It's a Chinese it's a myth. myth, Chris. Do you want me to get oh, Alex Jones back here? On my phone, bro. Do we it's need called the placebo effect? So you see, oh, placebo. Wait, wait, wait. Did I imagine where the aliens and I went there and the aliens was there? Listen, if it was rude to you. Then more power to you, bro. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna tell you what to do with your body, you know? Placebo? That's the wrong word use of that word. No, no, no. Listen, 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 you fuck. You listen to me. Placebo? Listen to me. Plus the placebo effect. But it doesn't is... happen with, with mechanical thing like that. Mechanical thing like that. Listen, island boy. You know what I mean? I'm gonna tell you some shit. Listen, yeah. the 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 effect that the placebo effect has on people where it cures them without them actually taking a medicine that's a magic and that same fucking form that we that that effect that happens is what we need to focus onto the real world and that's the type of magic that we got to fucking focus on hey the rice wow. pulls out moisture from your phone when it's wet bro i'm going to google this shit right now hold on wow that was pretty that was pretty deep one i'll give you that no, but seriously though, like the that that effect that the placebo effect has on people where it cures them without them actually having to go through any treatment, that's magic. And that's what we need to focus that same effect that that gives people is what we have to focus when mm, it comes agree. to I agree with magic. That. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's the effect we're looking for. I totally Let's agree. See here. Yo, do you think if you just thought about like something your whole life that maybe it would come true, or do you think there's a levels to this shit where it say, Yeah, but no matter how much you think about it, you can't never fly? I mean, you know what I mean, like certain things might come true. Like, yeah, you might manifest, say, a partner in life or whatever. I have a friend that told me straight up and down that he manifested his wife. He was yeah, like, but that's within it. natural law. Humans right. aren't natural, naturally designed to fly, right? Well, I don't think we're naturally designed to fly <laughs> no, no more than we're, you know. I think there's a line between humans and marsupials, you know what I mean, too. I think there's, like, you know, divisions within labor, you know, sometimes here. Have you ever seen a marsupial on a plane? That That is a fact that I've never seen a marsupial fly a plane. No, not, not once. You know what's really funny about the marsupial joke that I really... <laughs> what? Wait, uh, joke? Uh, yeah, sorry. The marsupial theory that I... That I'm not joking about. Um, when I was a kid for my birthday party, for like the tw 12th birthday party, my parents hired this like free tittied outdoors woman to bring all her Australian outback animals to my house for um, for a party. Free titties? You can't be like the guests and just skim over shit like that. Yeah, dude, she had three titties, dude. <clears throat> like 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 the like the like the movie like the movie where they go to Mars and all that. <laughs> no, she had she had like a, a third nipple on her right breast. Okay, uh, not actually three right. titties. All right, we had to. Okay, okay. And we know we know about this because she wore a very loose Steve Irwin style button up tan shirt. And you guys peeped mm. it out. You seen? Oh, it. I mean, all eyes were on that third nip. She had a little sugar glider that almost took a whack at it and tried to suckle. Uh, but what's so funny about this was the kangaroo that she brought to my house for my birthday party escaped and ran down the street 
right? She brings a kangaroo on a leash to a kid's birthday party, yeah. and then this bitch lets it go by accident, and it starts running to a five-street oh, intersection. Kangaroo, brother. Dude, there's a five-point intersection at the corner of where I grew up. Five and it, points? How does that work? There's three streets that intersect at in one, so it's like one street, another street, and then a third street that comes and meets in the middle. Anyways... So this kangaroo runs towards that intersection and me and like eight other seven-year-olds were like running, you know, <laughs> running a 12-year-old, whatever age. I don't remember what age I was, but so I've, I've had some fun with marsupials in my life. Guys, so this is this is Patreon, right? Uh, yeah, we can go to the page now. Thank you so much, folks, for listening to Illuminati Confirmed. Um, if you made it this far. Uh, without me editing this into the Patreon, well, go over to the Patreon. What the fuck are you waiting for? There's so many amazing conversations where the three of us are just coming up with brilliant ideas. So if you want to maybe uh, make millions on Wall Street or even, uh, no, just kidding, or, or so cure your cancer, sign up for the Patreon. 